Rose. It's episode 470 of WTFTFW. It's the end of July, and it is me. Hi, I'm Chris Vangelis, Mind Freak. I'm joined by Aaron. Hey. Uh, and we're joined by TJ. Hello. And we're all joined by a day at the ballpark. And then there's a long silence afterwards. Uh-huh. I am thinking of a baseball bat right now. That helps. Yeah, there's a reason why we can't bats... ha- let you have toys, Chris. What, what's that? Because I, I use them? Because I use the things available to me? Sure. I was trying to think of a joke so I could throw this in, but I can't think of one, so I'm just going to throw Don't, this in. No, that is the worst drum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to get a, sick of that. I'm going to get sick of it soon. It's not even a rim shot. That's someone just like having a stroke and landing on the snare drum. It happened to me once, all right? It was pretty fun. Um, we are going to talk about San Diego stuff uh, with the Even Crew. Um, that being the stuff that was shown at San Diego Comic-Con. The official, uh, completely licensed, completely approved official stuff that was shown at San Diego Comic-Con 2017. At the breakfast, at the Hasbro panel, at their booth, everything. It is all official. It's all on the, the straight up and up. You know, we, we aren't going to talk about, we're, we're talking official, we're talking legal images here. Um, and basically what they had there was uh, a small smattering from the first wave of Power of the Primes. Uh, they had a, a Legends toy, a Titan Master toy, a couple deluxes, a Voyager, and a Leader toy to start to show us what Power of the Primes is all about. And it's all about being kind of Titans Return plus Combiner Wars, it seems. Um... Let's talk about the leader toy first, because I know that uh, being a Rodimus, TJ, you got probably some thoughts. Uh, so they have a Rodimus Prime, who is a deluxe hot rod and a trailer that can combine together into a Winnebago or into a larger Rodimus. Uh, and he comes with a matrix of leadership, because he's supposed to have that when he's big. Um, how are you feeling about how this thing turned out? I cannot throw money at this thing fast enough. Yeah, you're digging it, it sounds like. Oh, I am so digging it. It helps that the it helps that the the uh, hot rod that it comes with is not a phone in. It looks really good. Yeah, I'm actually psyched about that hot rod, and I'm kind of bummed out they didn't show that in the booth. Yeah, yeah. I'd have really loved to see. Like I, I was saying on Twitter, I would have loved to see a lot more detail and a lot more, maybe a couple more copies of the figure, if possible, to just show everything at once. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the only way to see that individual hot rod was from a photo of the panel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which was hilarious because they got the hot rods backwards. But, I don't. Well, like here's like here's Rodimus Prime's trailer standing next to a hot rod that we have named Rodimus. Oh. <laughs> Did they show the trailer on its own? Uh, not the trailer on its own. Like it was they, literally just like had... the full Rodimus Prime vehicle on the same slide as normal hot rod this is what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. it was very like i I, it's it's not like it's difficult how this figure works but it's like they presented it in in the most difficult way to follow yeah uh especially during the weekend (laughs) like i remember seeing those side-by-side photos where people were showing the two robot modes and like it took a hot second for people to go like oh wait that's hot rod and that's rodimus why are they not showing hot rod on his own (laughs) 
Um, no, the, the toy looks fantastic. Like, that's everything I've wanted uh, a Hot Rod slash Rodimus Prime to do. Mm-hmm. You know, as a growing up gimmick, that kind of tops the masterpiece for me. I think it's, yeah, the, the masterpiece was such a cool idea until you tried to engage with it. Mm-hmm. And this feels like uh, a lot more fun, a lot more brave. Um, and like like I said on Twitter, it, it seems like my one big fear got alleviated. He doesn't have a big, thick backpack. He just has two L-frames that from the side look like they're full of stuff, but they actually aren't. Yeah. Um, it, it, it so threw me off because everyone wanted to make fun of that backpack. And like, it's it's a it's a really good deluxe hot rod it turns into a really nice leader rodimus prime that like the first one since the freaking titanium mold mm-hmm. and it has a matrix and it's all fully transformed and it all looks good and you want to complain about the little shell on his back i think again i think if they had just had a copy of hot rod out in front as well it would have pulled focus because I, I think that it was just the lack of stuff to look at, especially before the 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 panel. Yeah, that led to a lot of like, well, this backpack sure seems to be a thing. Um, like my my only other uh, question slash worry is whether or not he's got a lot of outward shoulder movement when he's fully combined. Um, I'm sure that there is a way to do it. I would um, think so because that's his hips. Yeah. Well, the hips are on either side of his neck, basically, and then there's like right. the knee joint, and then his knee uh, is well, is the shoulder. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be the big question of how much play is in that because his yeah, that's what I shoulder mean. becomes the knee. It looks like he has a thigh swivel, so between the thigh swivel and the knee, that would give you like rotation and elevation. And and my my other question, and I'm not going to be mad if it's fully parts forming for the arms, but like how cool would it be if you don't even have to pull the arms off and stick them on like if they just are there and then you connect them to hot rods legs and then they detach from the backpack kind of like um what was that armada Armada overload yeah overload like where like stuff is separating but you don't have to pull things apart and put them back on yourself you know like that would be cool uh but i'm not expecting that you know like that would just be a neat surprise um aaron how are you feeling about this rodimus uh, I think it uh, it definitely looks good. I was I think I was caught off guard um, with with the idea. I'm still not. Um, I guess my big concern is not necessarily the Rodimus, but who else is going to have this growing up gimmick? Um, if only there were some things that we could hypothesize about out there. But, I mean, if um, only there were, but they would have come from illicit means, and like, right, you yeah. know, that's, but that's it, not cool. Wouldn't it be nice if it's like that was the gimmick for the leaders? Is this evolution thing? I could go. You for know, like, actually, that, that, was, that was actually said by John Barber, so we don't have to. Oh, okay, yeah, dance around on that holy, one, or John Warden, or I mean. John Warden. Yeah, not Barber. John Barber's not supposed to know about these things. Too many, too many Johns. <laughs> Look, you all need a unique. I, oh. <laughs> so many Johns, so many Aaron's. Yeah, there's everywhere. only one Lanny. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, uh, <laughs> but no, that was actually stated in, I think that there was a video that somebody took at the breakfast. Oh, yeah, with, when they did with, all the interviews and stuff. With them showing off what was there and then talking about what was going to be on it, but sadly wasn't. That He did say that the thing with the leaders is they would all be like before and after getting the power of the primes. I frigging oh. love that. You know, you know how, that, how excited I am for that, given the fanboyism I have for like star saber because that's mm-hmm. his exact gimmick. 
I love Brave Toys too, and like for the for the leader class, you know what the leader class has not been very good at doing for the last two lines is being very well defined. Like Combiner Wars leader toys had nothing to do with combination for the most part, right? And then like the uh, the leader toys for Titans Return, like it's like they all have a base mode, but then like halfway through they also became, um, like with with Six Shot and with uh, Overlord, they became Titan Master. Um, figures where you don't actually have to remove the head, really, so it's halfways just a Generations toy again. Right. Uh, not that that's a bad thing, it's just it's really it, cool it's that they are combining it together now. something that was hard to define when yeah. everything's based off of a Titan Master that's a head, and it's this big how do you get your $40, $50 to- toy to and, and, interact and the leader with that toys. really well. Leader toys never looked good with any other heads outside of like comical purposes. Right. No. Um, and they've got so, to have a big shroud, or else it looks like they have some sort of uh, degenerative growth disease. Yeah. Whereas now, like these leader toys, it looks like they're going to come with all of the basically chest-mounted MacGuffins of Transformers lore. Mm-hmm. And then you can even swap out what's in the core, you know, like, or if you want, you can give someone the Matrix as a head, which is pretty funny too. Uh. I'm really looking forward to this gimmick. Would, would that make um, him like Matrix Face? Yeah, Matrix Face. It's my it's my OC. Don't steal him. He's very deep. It's very layered. It, it'd make uh, him from the Functionist universe. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a he's a visor face. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm psyched about the fact. Like, usually we get at least two or three like unique leader designs in in a mm-hmm. line, and so just the idea there would be like two or three straight up unique designs that do this gimmick. Like, surely they're not all going to turn out great, but you roll the dice three times, at least one of them turns out pretty good most of the time. Um, once we get them in hand and everything. Um, Seth brought up one thing, which I'm curious about too. And again, this would have been helpful if we had seen Hot Rod by himself. I think the one major visual weakness from the front is that it seems like you can just kind of see Hot Rod's hands right behind the fenders. Um, if you tilt, if you turn the figure to a slight angle. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if there's like a wrist swivel or something to like make it so it's knuckle up rather than fist hole up. Because otherwise, I'm seeing Shapeways dudes just going like, all right, here is my five millimeter peg plate that you can just put over the hand. <laughs> just, oh, just like a flat hand cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm way into this idea. Uh, and they even they did the thing of like, here's Hot Rod's guns and they combine together to be Rodimus's gun, except it actually works this time. Like the Masterpiece one worked until you tried to get him to hold it. Mm-hmm. This one, this one just turns out. I like it. Um, moving on from leader, though, we've also got to look at Voyager Starscream, and then we eventually got to look at him with his legs fully extended. Thank goodness. Um, and he's a, he's a he's a beefy boy. He's got uh, combiner ports in his legs that no one wants to talk about. Um, so that's that's also kind of cool that we're gonna have like the Voyager torso deluxe limbs thing happening again. But TJ, you mentioned something uh, about. And I like the the if you look at the count, you know, of like how many figures seem to go with anyone here mm-hmm. uh, that and uh, like you said, it was posited that maybe Starscream is a uh, road Caesar style it's, torso. It seems to me that would be the case. It would explain how swole this particular Starscream is, especially in the arms, and the upper body. And mm-hmm. it does kind of explain all the big chunks of stuff that we see some of these toys coming with more than anything. It's it's the fact that. We've got uh, Dreadwind and Darkwing or Blackwing now 
who are a very matched pair and don't seem to really have like if it was a five piece combiner, I don't see who else you'd put into that as a pair. And that's the thing on Starscream. Have we seen where there would be the arm combiner ports or just no, the ones that are at the bottom of his feet? It's so far like my theory up until now, at least had had been that you would you would fold away those plates on the outsides of his forearms and flip his fists to reveal combiner ports. Mm-hmm. But it could be you flip those fists to just reveal something. Yeah, but you also you also have to look at that and go, I, I, you know, where would those arms peg in as like a part of a torso? Yeah, I was just thinking like at his sides or something. Yeah. Um, if you look at like someone took a photo of the underside of the, mm-hmm. of the toy itself, and he has a very simplistic transformation. Like his head doesn't even rotate around when you transform it. At least not how they had it. Like yeah, um, I bet you could if you really oh, wanted. I'm sure you could, <laughs> right? Like. But the way they had to transform and maybe go digging because it did, it did seem like a three piece combiner and uh, Blacker, the centerpiece of Road Caesar, does transform in a very similar way. Mm-hmm. Like almost to like almost like that's where it was like taken inspiration from. Like it yeah. genuinely would not surprise me if that was like the long intention behind this because we've seen them remold crazier things than that lately. Well, yeah, and, and it, would, it would also like cover. It maybe it wouldn't fully explain, but like I, when I looked at Jazz's vehicle mode and how much that doesn't look like Jazz in vehicle mode to me uh, mm-hmm. on a silhouette level, I'm kind of like, all right, like this seems like he's almost a pre-tool for something. Um, so yeah, I I'm really looking forward to them hopefully just clearing all this up at Hascon in in a couple months. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think what you just mentioned just made me think of that. I'm <clears throat> I'm trying I'm trying to think of which one it was. Like I, I can't. Oh, the... Uh, I can never remember the names of like the others. Uh, oh, uh, it's Blacker, Laster, and Braver, I believe. Yeah, Blacker, Laster, and Braver. Someone mentioned to me that that vehicle mode looked like one of them. I'm not, I'm not sure if that was speculative or just hopeful thinking. But like Twitter was real busy that weekend. But I feel like I saw someone Photoshop him into the red one. Yeah, that was yeah, what I'd Braver. seen. Yeah. Yeah, like it would not surprise me at all to see that redone. If like if I'm postulating correctly, this is all just flying up the top of my head from somewhere. Yeah, we're just yeah, this is we're in that happy period where I think we can still kind of have a pleasant spitball in and it won't be redundant immediately cuz ideally it'll be until Hascon that we get to know all the rest of the details. Um who knows with Weibo being Weibo. Mhm. Um before we hit the rest of the, the deluxes, Aaron, did you have anything you wanted to throw in about Starscream? Um, just the, the, the one thing that I, th- I wish we'd seen for Starscream and the deluxes is, you know, the talk of the, the armor that ends up on them, either on their arms or whatever. It would have been nice if that was apparent here as well, because it's supposed to take one of the, the essence of the primes or whatever things, the way yeah. that the leaders all have a matrix of leadership or enigma of combination or whatever in them that they need to to mythologically grow up or whatever, it would have been nice to see, you know, the example of that armor thing for jazz, because otherwise, you know, with the way that we're used to seeing these things, he looks kind of empty. And on that, like the top down photos, you see big holes and on Starscream, on some of those photos, you see big places where, Hey, it's obvious that what, whatever the gimmick is goes here. Would yeah. Nice I, I just that. found the, uh, I found the ecosystem uh, picture from the panel, mm-hmm. and th- like this is the one where I'm like, I'm like, I understand you guys are trying to hold something back, but showing this is just almost frustrating. Where you can see 
the way that the, a Prime Master connects to a Deluxe or Voyager, Jazz has a big thing stuck to the front of his chest. Right. Starscream's got these two big things stuck to his arms, and I'm like, the fact that we already deduced the combiner thing, I'm kind of like, all right, those are probably the hand-foot guns, but, like, showing them in this in this ecosystem thing, I'm like, you can't show those and also say stay tuned. Like, that's... Right, yeah. It's, that's giving us the icing without giving us the cake, you know? Because the darn thing is, <laughs> is even on that ecosystem picture, it looks like those are like color affected or something because that Titan master or whatever the, the essence of the prime looks like it's shopped in there at a funny yeah, angle. Yeah. Like, look, well, it'll go here. It'll go here or it'll go here. And you're like, yeah, that sure. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, like I said, this is the, I think the one last thing to be sorted out, which, uh, you know, in my mind's eye, even if there was a leak already of a bunch of info, strangely, we still don't know precisely how all this works. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's hy- hypothetically speaking, of course. Of course. Uh, I also want to throw out there, um, the artwork for Starscream is by Sarah Petra Duoche, who draws a lot of Starscream until all are one. And uh, that artwork is like, actually, that sold me more on that Starscream as a solo toy. Because uh, of the way that she was able to get the the curves on those legs to work, like the pose he's in in his packet in his like uh, not packaging photo but the the PowerPoint slide photo, he's just in like that that half squatty pose that just makes every big part of him look bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure I'm sure you know even though the fists are always going to be huge, you could probably get something more like that packaging art with uh, with the right angle. Um. Going on to the deluxes, uh, yeah, we've got Jazz, we've got Blackwing, and we've got uh, Dreadwind. Now, this is the thing. I already screw up Dreadwing's names all the mm-hmm. time already, so changing one of them to Blackwing is certainly not helping me very much. <laughs> Dread Blackwing Wind. <laughs> yeah. I always kept it Wave? straight because one, one shares a name with a Disney duck that I quite like. Hey, guess why he probably can't be called that anymore? I'm pretty sure I know. <laughs> the mouse went. Especially, yeah. Um. Well, and and there's that news that came out where apparently Darkwing Duck's going to be in the new Ducktales. Yeah. Which is making me like a hundred times more interested in new Ducktales. It's the episode uh, where Launchpad has to choose loyalty. Like, what if they? Like, that's the thing I want to know. Is are they going to flip it now? So it's like Launchpad used to work with Darkwing Duck and then went to work for Scrooge. Well, here's the thing: that according to the writers, that wasn't how it worked in the old show. That it was like two Launchpads. Like what? According to the writers, those were those shows were not in the same universe. They just liked they liked Launchpad, so he was the sidekick, and they liked Gizmo Duck, so he guest starred. But they are completely separate worlds. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Is this like some Legend of Zelda levels of there's yeah. actually four timelines? <laughs> well, What's well, a Launchpad McQuack is like the universal constant? Uh, well, you also have the comic books where they did cross over, and they all were one universe. So we're getting like a very G1 Transformer comic book cartoon continuity crossover here. I don't understand why you would point it like that's all of that's fine, except for the part where someone working on the TV show goes like, no, nah, we're, we're actually not in continuity. We're just using the characters like like buddy straight up using the show model from DuckTales. You can't tell me and, and the voice actor <laughs> and the voice actor. And there's like the one episode. I think it was the one where they were all like on a pirate ship or something. And there was like there was like steampunk gizmo duck. So you briefly get to see him as what's his name before he puts all the armor on. And he has like the same activation code. And I'm like. Man, that's frustrating to hear. I didn't even know that. 
I'm sorry it only frustrates me. Shatter your duck world in your mind. It only frustrates me because it seems like it's almost just it's almost 100% contrarian a thing to say. <laughs> like no, yeah. it's actually not in continuity. Like but what? <laughs> that would be like, I don't know, like if that'd be like if wrestling pretended like the red show and the blue show weren't in the same planet. You know? <laughs> they used to. Well, yeah, they did but a like a terrible job at it, but yeah, but no, they would still have the thing where they're like, "Oh, the shows are gonna, the shows are competing, and now they're gonna collide." Like, what if they went like, "Everyone on Raw does not canonically exist in the universe of SmackDown anymore." Yeah. Everyone on SmackDown acts like they've never heard of anyone named anyone from the other show. John, who? <laughs> when he shows up, they're all like, "Ah, rookie John Cena." <laughs> Look, you gotta start at the bottom of the card here. We, you know, we can't just <laughs> hand out title shots to anybody. Yeah. Man, all right. Well, that was a tan. I, man, that really screwed me up. Let's talk about those deluxes. <laughs> um, Aaron, how are you feeling about these deluxes? Um, I'm kind of disappointed that the um, our Dreadwing, Darkwing, whoever the Wing Wing, um, that both of those look like they're. I mean, they're extensive retools, but just retools of Combiner Wars limbs. So I feel like I'm in the. I know I'm in the minority. I super don't mind it, given how retooled they are. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not I mean, going to argue there is, that, you know. There is a lot of retool there. Yeah. And I understand why, because that's going to make a lot of their design costs and production costs go down to help us keep quality stuff. And it's not like those are bad molds. It's just maybe if this had been, like, middle of the series, not the lead off is like it, it last feels like like last by, shows like flog dolphin like by being in, in wave one this feels like almost a way to have wave one ready to go so that yeah, wave two is even yeah, more like get, solid I, and new yeah that gives them a bit more breathing i don't i don't know and, it, and also, it's the thing think, that's like what, what it doesn't for me. bother me a ton it's just like man it'd be nice if what works for me is the colors are so 100% spot on yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that it masks so and, much of it. That, and that's, that in the retooling is like is like there's hinges for the stuff attached to their legs. Yeah. Outside of just the double the double leg hinge. Yeah. It does help that they retooled it enough for them to actually have the G1 combining gimmick. That's that's big for me, too. Yeah. The, it's just getting that getting the head sculpts like like I said, I'm not going to tell someone that, that they should not be disappointed by that. It's just like they do so many very specific things right for me. Yeah, I guess it's more if that is the last that we see of the straighter from Combiner Wars. Well, I mean, we still need to see all six seekers. Like body tools. Those yeah. Don't you start. <laughs> Don't you start. <laughs> they made heads. Damn it. <laughs> um yeah the combined jet mode was because i was actually ready for that not to be a thing like i was i was ready to say oh someone on shapeways is gonna have to make like a male female adapter piece for the two figures for mm-hmm. that to be possible but they, they, they baked it in and uh that's awesome because it i think that also means that like this is where they improve on combiner wars in that even though these characters are combiner wars deluxes they also are able to do all of their iconic stuff like right down to like you see how they have that fold down flap on their chest where i'm guessing the big vest plugs in right uh I, i'd bet you a solid nickel that like at least someone uh on shapeways or you know some third-party company makes like a little power master thing you can stick on there or onto just the five millimeter like hole on the back 
Um, TJ, how are you feeling about uh, about the deluxe jets? I'm feeling all right about it. It does kind of bug me that they are combiner war remolds, even though they are extensive. Uh, we do see those molds a lot, you know, and especially the aerial bots who all kind of felt the same anyway. And so we're in so many teams. Yeah. Like I, if I if that was <laughs> if that was a car that showed up in a few of the teams or one of them, eh, okay. But is is are any of the deluxes even in that position anymore? Like they all got at least one major retool, right? Um, um I think I think the closest you've got is Blast Off. Yeah. Who only showed up twice. Does he does he really count though? <laughs> Like blast off or groove because groove domestically only got one. Yeah, well, no, no, two. groove was in the Computron box set as well. The Computron set. Okay, yeah, two. Um, yeah, blast off. Yeah, blast off only got released three times technically. Like blast off, whatever his stupid name was from Car Robots and uh, and Japanese Strafe. What was his car? Was it? Was it? Was I can't remember his Car Robots name anymore. Shuttler. Shuttler. You have, okay. to, you have to remember, just think what is the most obvious name those vehicles could have. Like For some reason, Grigeber. I can... Yeah, I can remember Greegeber and Hepter super easy, but then when it comes to him, it's always like, yeah, Muvor. No, wait, that's the dub name. Muvor's great. <laughs> I actually like that name. Muvor it's, it's, or Shuttler. Yeah, see, Muvor is like dumb past a certain horizon where it, it wings back around and I like it. Shuttler is just like, you know, oh, yeah, you're a limb name from Japan. All right. Move like Shuttler is, and Joe. is GoBot's tier name, though. Yeah. What's it do? I don't know. It moves yeah. or something. Moveor, you got it. Oh. Yeah, right there with his friend Rotor. See, Rotor even, like, is something about the dub names for those guys. Uh, they, they do something for me. That's why I can't mock those. But that's why I really want to say the Baldigus names, because they're, I don't know, they're a level down. Um, how about Jazz though, TJ? How you feeling about uh, Jazz? Ignoring the part where he's probably someone else. Yeah, it's an interesting take. Like I'm so used to Jazz being like your typical sports car, you know, like an old school race car. To see him like that dome racer look, like which is a vehicle I really like the look of, but rarely gets used. Mm-hmm. But, like that makes me happy just to see that used. But also it's. It's interesting to see like such a classic take on the character out of such a different vehicle mode. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I wish I liked the vehicle mode more. Just the silhouette just doesn't say jazz to me, even though I love the paint apps. Yeah, like the front the front half of this vehicle does so much. Like I can't, I can't just like you know throw it over my shoulder. Like it's it's all looking really good. And the robot mode looks great. It's it's also like a door wingsless jazz, which I love. Yeah, which surprised me because that's like. I think that's the first time we've got a deluxe jazz that actually tried to do that, which makes him like closer to animation model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Aaron, how about you? Like you're um, you, 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 you live with a jazz fanatic. Uh, it has the tentative seal of approval. All right. Well, it's, it's got the stripe and the four on the front. Yeah, that's those are two of the iconic things. It's got the the right shaped head. And they got the the front of the feet or the front of the legs. Sorry, um, like mm-hmm. more like I was expecting those to not be there. You know, like the vents. Yeah. It, it's it's going to be a hands on required for final deliberations, though. So yeah, 
uh, review copies can come to me, I guess, and I'll get it to the appropriate person. I mean, it's a wave one, so we might be seeing it in the next, like, two, three months. Yeah, well, we still have, like, a wave and a half of of uh, Titans Return to show up still here, so. Yeah, in America, you guys are starting to lag behind, it seems. Uh, I would say put pre-orders in places. <laughs> yeah. Um... Well, that brings us to uh, Beachcomber, our sole Legends toy, who is mostly here to say that Legends are not changing. Uh, they're still going to be very G1-esque mini-bots who have seats for Titan Masters and Prime Masters. And I like that, because it also means that, you know, the more mini-bots they do, the more that they look like great updated mini-bots. And uh, mm -hmm. Beachcomber's doing it for me. Like, the, the one and only thing I can really say about him is... Uh, there's an optical illusion with his torso block that makes it look like his torso is too long and he has no waist even though it's all sculpted in there, something about the just being a big gray thing. Like, it takes me a second to spot the actual waistline. Like, I see the waistline as oh, being... Oh, that it's not... That he's not wearing superhero underpants. Yeah, you know? And you just look like the waistline sculpted there. The belt is sculpted there, but it looks like it's part of his stomach. Um, That's a real minor quibble, though. Like, the, the head sculpt is solid. Like, I don't know. Aaron, how do you feel about Beachcomber? I think he looks good. I, I also like the continuation of Minibots being the right-in side dudes. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully it'll uh, continue on through. Because who do we have left after this, then? For the classic <laughs> Minibots. We'd have... I mean, the... Warpath? There are a few, yeah, Warpath and Windcharger were retools Wind in Combiner Charger. Wars that no one should really be yeah. be defending. Like, those should be replaced, mm -hmm. <laughs> in my opinion. Um, I had the opportunity to Cosmos, but it's the same Cosmos, so it stayed on a peg. Well, he's slightly darker green, actually. It's the same mold. <laughs> slightly darker green. Uh, TJ, how are you feeling about Beachcomber? Oh. TJ said, be right back, and I missed it. Oh, as you frequently yeah. do with those. I can put a timeline footnote here. Missed TJ's BRB. I don't actually know how these timeline footnotes manifest in the recording. Okay. Or if they're just a record that's on here. <laughs> he, should have, he should have raised his hand to let you know that he needed to go <laughs> away. I, that's the one thing about the hand raising in Zencaster. I'm not liking is it doesn't make a noise. It doesn't. There should like, be a little, a little anything. Yeah, yeah. There should be a little ding or something because it's 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 acting as though if you're doing this, you're also just staring at the Zencaster layout. Which well, like, see, who if would you have that? multiple screens, you just leave Zencaster up in one screen. Well, I have it. I have it on my. Mo I have a big monitor, and it's over on the left. Mm -hmm. I could see all this stuff, but it's inanimate, and I'm looking at big bright pictures. Okay, uh, to the right of them, just easily uh distracted yeah uh they need to they need to you know cater to my needs <laughs> needs to, you know you, what you need is you need clippy oh did you see the the physical clippy somebody made there was yeah. a photo going around twitter that looked really good mm -hmm. like for a paper clip with two different size googly eyes glued onto it mm -hmm. i kind of want one but i don't want to make one i want someone to sell me one that they made <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be infringing on Microsoft IP, and if you want someone to come down on you hard. No, 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 you just sell it in an artist alley, so it's under, like, that Creative Commons whatever. That's a word. <laughs> Microsoft has a lot of lawyers. They'll, uh... Yeah, but they're, they're busy, they'll, like, They'll I don't find know. the time. They have other stuff they gotta fight, like, um... 
people it soon they got to start tracking down people using like pirated old copies of paint. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron. Also, while we're here, uh, I wanted to. I need to whine at somebody. Okay. And you're the only one here. Um, oh, so boy. I got one of those. Sh- I got one of those showers where it's a bathtub shower, right? Right. For for at least three and a half years, I have had no trouble stepping into the shower. Right. Okay. Did you have today? A for today, for some reason, I went to step in the shower and my left leg did not curl up as much as it usually does. So my left second toe went full speed into the side of the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Because I thought there would be air there. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much that, that? I'm surprised how much that hurts. I I'm I'm not. I've stubbed toes before. I know that that's an owie. I kicked a bathtub as hard as possible without meaning to, and like the the bone inside my toe is still kind of aching. Like it's not broken, as far as I can tell. It just really hurts. It's troublesome. I need to go do laundry after this recording, and I'm going to have to hobble. Okay. Like, what if my neighbors see, and they see I'm hobbling, and they realize I'm weakened? Well, then you'll have to fend for yourself. Can't I, like, hire bodyguards or something? Remember, just go super crazy. Just start screaming and defecating yourself. Oh, then I got to eat something before I go to do laundry. It's going to take even longer. Uh, Speaking of which, hi, TJ. Hi. Uh, we were wondering how you feel about Beachcomber. Uh, Beachcomber is nice enough. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's in keeping with the Legends toys that we have gotten so far, so it's not a massive surprise or anything. But it's it's, yeah. it's nice to see that the collection is continuing. Well, it feels like that wonderful. It potentially could be that wonderful run we had of scout-sized toys during the movies before they stopped doing the scout price point. Because mm-hmm. it feels like Beachcomber is is not like wave one of a new Legends line. It is just like wave like seven of the Legends we've had since Titans Return started. Yeah, uh, like he's building on all the qualities of your Bumblebees and your your Wheelies and your Bronze. Um, it helps that he's naturally designed to handle that gimmick too. Yeah, like you can actually see the driver in there. That's that's mm-hmm. a huge plus. I was just messing with Bumblebee again and going like, "Oh yeah, you idiot! You, your windshields are completely opaque." Sea <laughs> <laughs> um, spray's even worse. Well, yeah, he's just like, "No, there's someone in me." I swear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bra- even when Braun's I transform, he's still in but... here. Shut up. <laughs> Braun's the same, but with Braun, at least there's like a specific person to put in there who matters, mm-hmm. and then you get like a proto pretender gimmick. Um, pretenders though, Skullgrin as the decoy suit for the Liege Maximo. Uh, this is the new Titan Master price point. You get a Prime Master, and instead of like a little transforming vehicle, you just get like a straight up translation of a G1 pretender suit. Uh, that then gets a weapon mode, which hopefully the weapon modes will go beyond what we're seeing here, because what we're seeing here is Skullgrin face down with a thing folded off his back. Um,. Which looked really cool to me when I looked at the photo on my phone because it, it was a cool shape, and then I realized what he was. Mm-hmm. Got a little bummed out. Aaron, how are you feeling about this though? As the the new Titan Master thing? Um, I I'm not really sure. I mean, I like the the way of bringing pretenders into it. Uh, that otherwise, you know, if you're making it probably anything that's much larger, it's going to be an odd lame gimmick. Uh, even at, if you had like a legend sized toy inside of a pretender, 
it's going to be very specific and and not not very fun. Mm. Uh, whereas doing it something like this, I, I think is closer um, to to anything that we'd get now reasonably because they're not going to do Hasbro's not going to release a big vinyl two part thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's an interesting way to to pull in some classic uh, G1 style classic ideas. Well, uh, TJ, uh, taking a look at Skullgrin here. How do you feel about this implementation? I kind of love this. Like, there's something, there's something strangely adorable about such a tiny little pretender. Hmm. And yeah, I think it's a perfect little implementation for this. You know, just I like just pretenders themselves are so hard to do. I feel like mm-hmm. there's there's no real way to get it right but yeah you come up with some way where well they can they can kind of be target masters that's simple enough just a handle in their legs and something that flips off of their back and meanwhile inside you have this little you know now uh prime master just kind of chilling out inside and it works just like the old pretender gimmick that's i don't know i think that's an exceedingly clever way to handle this and yeah, I, I like the idea of having all these tiny little pretenders from the G1 line just kind of standing lined up. Yeah, I'm 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 still like of a weird two minds about it because I like the aesthetic. Like I think the aesthetic of that Skullgrin sculpt is is excellent. Um, I just feel like, man, if they're gonna do pretenders, like I'm I'm a little bummed out that they're being done at like this sort of two and a half inch scale with like just the shoulders move. But Seth made a really good point last episode that this also means these are going to be pretenders who are actually the right size to like at least in some way fit in with their original function that is true i hadn't thought of that yeah i I didn't until he brought it up either because it's like before you had just giant car robot sized humans in armor suits Mm -hmm. and like granted these are still armor suits but at least they're like you know space marine size now yeah um I think I think the thing that sells it for me is uh God, I had the point and then I lost it. The thing that with the current Titan Master gimmick that kind of bugs me is some of them like they just don't have the character that I really want in order to have them out. Like the only character that something like, you know, the little brawn or little Grimlock or Clobber, something like that. Mm. The only real personality they have is, you know, that face that's on their back. Yeah. You know, so like it's weird to me just have this like stray vehicle, you know, it's just kind of sitting there on my on my shelves and no real like purpose for it to be there other than, well, I have to keep it with the head. Mm-hmm. So th- this at least brings some personality to that that portion of the price point. Mm-hmm. So, so here's my big question for you guys, because me and Seth were talking about it and we feel like it's still not really fictionally clear in the toy line fiction. Is this Skullgrin? Or did the Liege Maximo just go and find something that looks like Skullgrin? And could he potentially run into the actual Skullgrin, who is now like a straight up Transformer? And then someone's like, yo, is which one of you is really Skullgrin? And then Big Skullgrin's like, idiots, I've been Skullgrin for like a million years. Why are you all getting confused now? Anyway, that's the thing I'm wondering about these is like, is this just as a decoy suit? Is it still also Skullgrin merged with the Liege Maximo? Or what is it? Like, what do you guys think? <sighs> no idea. The, Weird, like the right? one, the one thought that I had, and 
I could see being played out is that, however, that is uh, the expression. Skullgren is the expression of Liege Maximo. So when the 13 primes come back, he is knighted or overtaken or something. Like subsumed in subsumed, a way? Subsumed, yeah. And, That's dark. Uh, yeah. Well, what about for the good primes? They're just like, hey, what's up? friendly autobot you're my descendant so i'm gonna subsume you now <laughs> well no in in that case the good autobot recognizes the need and lets himself be used that's even i don't know that seems like just as bad on another track like i don't know <laughs> I, to have that much devotion to a deity is something that i also don't necessarily understand but like I'm curious um, how, because it's probably going to be like with Titans Return, like kind of a storybook catalog at some point. And I want to know like how that reads, because uh, that was a real cool read with Titans Return. Like it wasn't like deep stuff, but just to see that, like, here's a very basic children's book dynamic of how Titan Masters working with Transformers might play out. Um, I want to see that for this, too. Also, that Liege Maximo Prime Master, when he turns into his little like just like, I guess, spark mode. That also looks like it would be kind of a cool head. Like, it sort of looks like a mm. spooky visor face. Yeah. So. Feels like the intention, so you have that cross-play with all the old toys, too. Yeah. Or, you know, also, like, sticking, like, cause as it was said immediately, sticking Nightbeat's screaming head mode into the Matrix of Leadership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then putting that inside Rodimus Prime. Yeah. I'm down for it. Yeah. No, you're in my small mode robot crotch. No, it smells. It's humid in here. Oh, that would be terrible. Ugh. Um, and that about does it for the reveals at San Diego Comic-Con, I think. So uh, is there anything else at San Diego Comic-Con you guys want to talk about? Transformers or otherwise? Uh, just any anything that caught your eye on that weekend? God, nothing to, comes to mind. Also, we didn't actually talk about the Trypticon poster, but I have very little to say about it, except it looks fun. Yeah, it's a neat poster. I I hope that instead of being like a paper stock, that it's more towards a cardboard stock. Oh, so yeah, if you to made fold it, paper it, into a, yeah. Yeah, so that if you wanted to actually make it into the, uh, the, what, the cereal box, that it was actually made of something closer to that style material than just like a poster stock yeah um i I actually something that's worth mentioning on the back of that um cereal box is a big list of all the titan master names including a bunch of titan masters we haven't seen or identified yet Mm -hmm. uh which apparently includes the names of the titan masters in those two gift sets that came out velocitron and the cybertron gift sets um and the thing i read is apparently they want to reveal all those identities over social media over time at some point uh which could mean they may never but uh, it sounds like they want to do that as like a fun social media thing. So keep your eyes open. Um, I guess moving on from San Diego Comic-Con, then we've got a couple listener questions I wanted to tackle because these are quickies. Uh, this first one comes from Prime135. He says, hello, Vangitessa and the Podcasticons. Uh, it's his Prime135, Knight of Something and Guardian of Some Such. So I'll keep this shortish and sweet. First off, I actually lied. This is more of a suggestion than a question. I suggest that the esteemed members of the podcast, no matter their opinion on the film, cough, TJ, cough, see Transformers 5 at least twice. This comes after I saw the movie once and thought it was okay. 
then saw it a second time and absolutely loved it. This is a sentiment I've seen echoed in the movie reviews thread on the boards, on social media, even from those whose initial reactions were far more negative than my own. That's all for now, and click. Uh, so, TJ, as the only person on the entire podcast who had any negative thought about the movie... <laughs> Uh, you can sure. go listen to, listen to the podcast about it. Or uh, Aaron, you and me, people who uh, who who had a more positive opinion, I guess. Um, any of you guys like think that you would feel better seeing it a second time? Do you want to see it a second time? I have seen it a second time. Did you feel better after the second time? It, um, there there's a part of me that just says more of the same. I mean, uh, again, it's it's something that I've said to multiple people of like. You've seen you've seen the other four movies, yeah. You know what's coming in those, yeah. Okay, that's what's coming in that. Are you cool with that? Yeah. Okay, then you'll enjoy it. Okay, because um, I, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna ask I, again, you again. It's a, it's a thing that like I'm not expecting. You know, if you go into this thinking like, oh, this is gonna be how they they tie all the movie verse stuff together and do these magical things, that's not happening. That's not what any of these movies ever are going to be. I, I was going to ask you, like, if you did feel better, because in my mind, someone who sees the, uh, the Transformers movie a second time and feels better about it, I wonder if, I wonder if at some point seeing it a second time just means you're kind of focusing on all the stuff you enjoyed and you're getting to see that a second time, because I've had that with the, with other films before, where I like, mm -hmm. I see it a second time and I like it more, but that was more so because the second time I saw it, I actually could see what was happening. And then right. I was just anticipating the parts I liked and kind of straight up ignoring the parts I didn't like. Yeah, I mean, you've got a better idea of what's coming up. You know, hey, when's the when's the time to pay attention? When's the time to let that go a little bit and, like, just go for the ride? Because I'll probably see it a second time for free on Netflix at best because I want to rewatch some of the robot bits. And I'll see if I fast-forward stuff or not. Um, but... TJ, uh, you down for second viewing? Only when I don't have to pay for it. Okay, so basically where I am. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't think it would really affect my opinion of it, per se. I've, you know, I've disliked some of the Transformer movies in the past, and upon rewatching, I think sometimes in those situations, I think I liked them less the second time. I think Revenge of the Fallen was like that for me. Oh yeah, Revenge of the Fallen and Dark of the Moon were two. Dark of the Moon it was the third time I saw it that I was sick of it because the second time I had that thing where I could pay more attention to what was happening and at the time more fresh stuff felt like it was happening. Mm -hmm. um, but then in light of the fourth movie, when I tried to see uh, Dark of the Moon again, I was like, no, nah, I'm really bored now. I'm super duper bored. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not a to you know, I'm really not the type to go see a movie twice, especially in the theater. Like I got, yeah. I, I got dragged to the first Transformer movie two times after watching it the first, and even then I was just like, I'm just, I'm just bored watching it again. So I'm not enjoying it any more than I did before, or even yeah, as much. Just much more than that, it does get a bit excessive. I mean, yeah, and it, also you know, movies I'll, I like, I don't even see too many times in a row. Yeah. That's so. It, I mean, the reason why I went a second time was because there were a group of friends that wanted to go see it. And hey, yeah. Aaron's the Transformer guy, and he can tell us X, Y, Z about the movie if we have any questions. And yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm going with friends. It's having a good time with friends. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, like, yeah, as a social thing, it's a different thing. But as far as, like, taking in a movie a second time really quickly to try to, like, change my opinion on it, I just feel, on one hand, I feel like I'm trying to force myself to like it. And then on the second hand, I also feel like I'm spending a massive amount of time on something because now I'm, I'm spending, instead of, like, two and a half hours, I'm spending five hours on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is legitimately longer than our movie podcast. Uh, so that, that's a bit much. But we'll, we'll see once it's on streaming. If, if it's on Netflix, I'll probably take a look again and see if I keep paying attention to it. Um, we also have a listener question from Super Daddy Co. He says, hello all. I have a question that can be addressed by either team. With multiple reports of Trypticon hip ratchet just breaking almost out of the box, do you think there's a situation where Hasbro would ever decide to do a recall? I know we sometimes will try to fix certain things ourselves, but this seems to be something that should have been quality tested before the products were released for mass retail sales. For those who don't know, because uh, just recently Toy Dojo uh, kind of cracked the code on this, um, what happened is there is a production run of Trypticon where some of the hip ratchet springs have way too much tension and were not broken in before they were installed. Uh, Toy Dojo just put up a video of how to fix a locked hip on Trypticon, which is disassemble it, take the spring out, and just squeeze the spring for, like, five to ten minutes, like, repeatedly. Uh, and that, that seems to fix the problem, um, according to them, anyway. But, uh, as for mass recalls, um, I think the nature of being that big a company and that multinational company makes that more difficult. because uh, there are other, there are Transformers toys, in my opinion, that shouldn't have been recalled, um just due to stuff like, you know, gimmicks being built backwards. Um, I remember back in Energon, um, it might have been the Superlink version. The Superlink version of Superion, the torso robot had stuff that you you needed to disassemble and reassemble. It was either his shoulders or his hips because they were straight up backwards and they meant he didn't even transform into the torso properly. It was the Superlink version because the uh, Energon version didn't have that issue, I don't believe. Okay. Yeah, it was the Superlink one then because I remember I had to do the surgery. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like like recalls, I, I feel like the nature of how they ship their product means once it makes it to a store shelf, it's it's more likely that they're just going to make the next run better. And that's not like a yeah. good solution. And but the thing is, for something like, I mean, a recall is an expensive proposition. And unless it is like a safety or a like legal action, they have no impetus to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you're talking about a lot of money if you're going to refund, you know, because nobody's just going to come back and say like, oh, this toy is no good. Thanks. You know, they're they're going to want some sort of recompense or to have to build a kit that you send out and have people repair, which is even more kind of crazy. Um, and I think so it's mostly just, because of the just, multinational level of it, yeah. too. Well, even even without the multinational, even if it was just continental united states of america not even talking the great white north that's a lot of toys that's a lot of you'd have you'd have to have to set up some sort of supply system in order to like give a trip to con get a trip to con to fix things and then you're not going to have a high level of confidence that it's actually fixed if so it was unless, just... unless it's a safety thing a recall is not going to happen. Yeah. If it was just the continental U.S., I think I'd actually be arguing that, like, one country being the only affected place, I would probably actually start arguing, like, no, for, for your guys' big boutique, like, centerpiece release of the year, 
and you're only releasing it in the 48 states, there should be a, a system set up. Because to, to me, well, the what I, makes this what makes this all like more unrealistic is is um, a combination of obviously the corporate nature of Hasbro, but also mm-hmm. the fact that like you have simultaneously released this toy in like three or four different continents at the same time uh, makes that a whole lot more unreasonable to me. Like, in, in, right. I would even say if it was just North America, like the, once you have multiple countries of the same toy and the same potential issue, uh, that gets a little out of the question to expect that from a big corporation that doesn't need to care about you necessarily. Um, but I, like, I think also the reason why they wouldn't do a recall is they have a return system. It's a flawed return system. But like you said, it would be less expensive for them just to accept returns on Triptychons that are submitted to their system. And their system will probably work better for Triptychon because there's only one Titan class toy out. Because mm-hmm. um, the way their system works is, is based on price point, not on the identity of the toy. Right. Which can really screw you over <laughs> in certain situations. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. But having a Triptychon and having cracked open the hip, um, so not to. to jump leg on uh, what we got this week but I did do the trim down the spring fix I don't think it was really necessary on mine it's more a matter of on mine the spring is strong enough and large enough that part of what I think is happening because it'll once the both of the legs rotate well in one direction and not so well in the other direction Mm-hmm. And because of how large that spring is, if you've ever cracked open a Nerf blaster, it's like one of those very strong springs. Yeah. That I think what's happening is when you twist it one way, it's happy to compress. But when you twist it the other way, you're working against the winding of the spring. Yeah, so instead I, of compressing, what it's doing is it's like twisting out the winding of the spring before it eventually pops. Having watched the the Toy Dojo disassembly video, like I think, because what they basically were saying was like that snipping the spring's length isn't necessarily what you have to do if you have the time and you know the strength and the patience to like physically compress the spring a whole lot. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it sounds like basically the root of the problem is um, some of those things shipped with the spring just not compressed enough, and so it's a combination of too much pressure, too much length, and yeah, having that snag factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the upside of all this is, as someone who hasn't found a Triptychon yet, it seems like the nature of the problem is incredibly simple. Uh, and oh, that yeah. makes me kind of kind of happy. Because they were also saying on the Toy Dojo video that, like, you'll know if your spring needs to be fixed. Because yeah. you just have to try I to move his legs. <laughs> I don't think either of mine really needed to be fixed. Um, I still took a full winding off of each spring just mm. in case... Um, I didn't go the whole, like, the, I think the first one that was out there was, like, cut the spring in half, gut the other spring out, yeah. use that half, <laughs> put a bunch of cardboard on the backside, shim this with a piece oh, wait, of paper, really? <laughs> take it take it to church and get it blessed with a holy it, sacrament. Uh, the the, a full, a like... full mass, not just a short mass. At the part where it's like, all right, cut the spring in half, but then rebulk the spring with cardboard is kind of like, maybe just don't cut the spring in half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that's why I took just a small amount. <laughs> I just took like a full turn off of the spring um, yeah. just to give it that little bit less compression and uh, a little bit of slide wiggle. Um, 
Yeah, uh, the, the whole Trypticon thing, I'm really glad that it has ended up not being like a straight-up nightmare. Because mm-hmm. um, it also sounds like if you do end up with a broken part, the broken part is a single piece that... And this is like not not the best scenario, but since it's just a single part that would get damaged by the spring, it is something that could be replaced even by a Shapeways piece. Yeah. Oh, or and someone the part producing is a replacement the, piece. The, the texture, size, and everything of the part would be very conducive to a 3D printed analog for uh, either side. Mm. Yeah, it, it just seems very imminently fixable in the next year or so if it was a nightmare situation. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, not that we should be the ones fixing this stuff. Like, I, I'll always agree with someone yeah. when they say I shouldn't have to do this, especially on a, on a $150 figure. And it's like, yes, absolutely. Um, but, you know, that's only for the fancy people who already have Trypticons. Mm-hmm. They're cool people. Uh, I don't know. TJ, do they sound like cool people to you? Yeah. I'm not a, uh, I wish I was a cool person. Well, I, I don't need a Trypticon to be cool. I I touched one once. It's close enough. I came that close to the sun. Um, speaking of coming close to the sun, mythology, things that never happen. Um, let's say hypothetically, like me and Seth talked about this, and you guys have heard that episode. Just say you have. Hypothetically, you know, there could we we talked about this hypothetical idea of like, what if someone stole a ton of images by screenshotting stuff off of some kind of like screen share chat. Uh, and then put them online to get some quick, lousy, dirty fame and, you know, possibly risk someone's career for a really stupid reason. Um, that also means we can see maybe like the first three waves of a new Transformers line. Um, I want to, to, to bump some of those hypotheticals off you guys, see if you guys had any input on that whole idea. Um, like, we've got this thing with the leader toys where, you know, you have a small guy who combines with, with something to become the, the later version of themselves. A lot of people were saying, like, hey, what if they what if they had waited on doing Power Master Prime? What with this literally being his gimmick? Like, what if they actually did a Power Master Prime like this? I I would hope that that theoretical Power Master Prime isn't just a new cab that transforms and is our old Power Master Prime. I would hope that if that is the case, that it follow this hot rod to rodimus prime theme and it wouldn't be the power master it would be an orion pax that becomes optimus prime that would be pretty cool except for the alt mode purposes that would mean orion pax has the wrong alt mode unless he had the right alt mode and you could turn it into a truck cab oh that's outside the price point but that'd be so cool damn it why did i think of that just now (laughs) now i'm going to be disappointed if this ever does hypothetically happen (laughs) (laughs) um also like do you guys think they would ever recolor like rodimus i I don't know man 45 bucks that's a stretch like they gotta recolor their molds to get the most out of them like they do it with every leader toy so right i I would hope there's more to it than that yeah Well, well i got this I got this great original character I made up that, like, you know, they they might rip off. Who knows? I'm sure they might have read my fan fiction. But what if Rodimus had the the Matrix of Unicron ship rather than the Matrix of Leadership? Well, and he kind of came out looking like IDW Rodimus or something. I'm thinking just more he turns purple. Uh, you know, like Dark Energon. 
the blood of Unicron, if you will. Yeah, I. It'd have to. It'd have to be good. It yeah. It it had to look really really good, and I, I, I don't know. May, maybe I, I I might I might I might be cool to see that after a little bit of times pass. Like if they do it like one wave after, that's just overkill. Yeah, that's a bit much. That's like when they did Sound Blaster right after Soundwave. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like that's that's too much. Um, that's that's ridiculous. But they they probably wouldn't do that. Um, and then, like, who else do you think would fit into this gimmick of like you know past self, future self, like self combination? Mm. This joke's getting old. I'm, I'm thinking about the fan vote. <laughs> Like, what if hypothetically? <laughs> yeah, you had Optimus Primal as a gorilla just pulling a big, like, you know, wagon behind him that was the same colors as, as, as Optimal Optimus. Because <laughs> it's only just now occurring to me that that's how the gimmick would work, and that would be pretty stupid. Gorilla with a... <laughs> We've enslaved this gorilla to carry us around. Here's this, here's this chrome blue and orange rickshaw. <laughs> <laughs> this gorilla's pulling it. No, there's pegs you can put par- prime masters in it. It's fine. I didn't think about this part. Oh god. Yeah, if you, What's if the combined you, vehicle mode? If you want if you want to calm it down, you want to calm it down, I'm willing to bet I'm willing to bet if they did do that, then his trailer, you know, like Rodimus's trailer would probably just be his gorilla mode. So you have a pair of gorillas, maybe Primal can like hitch a ride on top. Oh, you know what? I'm way into that now. <laughs> like, if they design it so you can, like, just ride the back like a baby gorilla. Because uh, there's a third-party Optimal Optimus, and, and Perfect Effect did it, and they're now putting up for pre-order these two baby Optimal Optimuses that can turn into weapons for it. Okay. And it's, like, the best idea. Oh, man. So what if they what if they actually do that? You have this Optimus Primal that this normal Optimus Primal rides on top, and then you put that repainted ape face titan master right on top of that just like yeah triplicate triplicate robot gorillas i'm into this oh man well hopefully we're on the right track here see um, if they did that though i'm not sure what like op like the little optimus would contribute i mean it seems like he's going into a body that has absolutely no colors shared with him like you roll him into a ball Put him in the chest and then put the rest of the stuff over top of him. Rolls okay, back but... to the uh, the smallest price point of he's just inside of the suit of armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but then you, then the suit of armor is just a toy himself. He's just you know hollow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and then he can remote control it. That was a thing pretenders could do. Like, what if this is what if what if they were to do like Pretender Optimus Primal and and steal that from the now dead Transformers Collectors Club. I forgot they did that for a an exclusive. Oh boy. Um what what if we let's 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 shift our thinking here. Let's think about the the rest of, you know, the stuff we were talking about with like, you know, these guys look like combiners and things. What if they did like a Dinobot combiner? And then what if they did like a Bominus to go with it? That seems just like a jump in logic. Yeah, but let's let's just assume that's happening, all right? Just for the sake of the hypothetical situation. Okay. Um, cause I'm, I'm pretty down for deluxe and Voyager Dinobots. And I always like the like fanboy level thinking of making the Dinobots combine. I was having fun watching it when two third party companies did it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that that would be pretty fun. 
there's always been part of me that thought that the Dinobots were the team that were so good, so powerful. They didn't need to combine. But then, like, what if they are that team, but then they combine? As long as it's not that thing they combined into in a comic. Was it the Beast? The yeah, the Beast. beast. It, wouldn't it be hilarious if that's what they decide to, to reference for, like, the head sculpt? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing they could find on the wiki. <laughs> God, that would be terrible. I'd, I think I'd rather the return of Mega Dinobot. Oh, man, I forgot about Mega Dinobot. Don't you talk trash about Mega Dinobot. I'm not, I'm not going to talk trash about Mega Dinobot. I never, I never had one. I've still never owned or messed with that figure. Um, I know it'd be cool, but that not that like 10 molds they'd have to do that they couldn't really feasibly reuse? Well, well depending on how you dinosaur, you could probably get pairs. Yeah, you, if you have quadruped dinosaurs and you have quadruped fantastical monsters that don't necessarily have to look like anything, then I think you got some crossover that could work. Yeah. It would probably mean that, like, I bet you the Abominus guys would probably be the ones who have the most artistic license. Because um, I, I bet you the Dinobots rank higher on oh, the man, priority I, list. I think even yeah. the Abominus guys were all pretty close to being just lumps, like lumps, <laughs> lumps. <laughs> and it has little stubby arms and little stubby legs. Hey, look, it's a monster. What type of monster is it? I don't know. It's oh, a scary a, one. Shut up, kid. It's an arm. There's a, there's a walking shark and there's a two-headed like land dragon. Okay. Did anyone ever figure out what Blot is? Yeah, he's a nose. Mm -hmm. He's a walking nose. And hey, you know what? Cutthroat's a bird, so the swoop has wings. There you go. Yeah. Like like you know, like like what I'm saying, they'd probably look more like Dinobot retools than straight up the the Oh boy, the Terror Cons. I almost said the horror cons. Not yet. Um, but that that would be an interesting goal because that would also fill in one of those last remaining gaps in Combiner Wars. Yeah, well, unless you want to go to like Raiden, I don't think there is any more gaps in that series other than Abominus. Yeah, it's Abominus, Predaking, and uh, Piranicon, I think. Yeah, Piranicon uh, from... would be the only one left. Well, and Predaking, you know. Well, you know what? Okay. Let's get hypothetical. Let's say they were going to do Predaking as a new Titan Lupus, toy. Lupus, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> and let's say he's five. They're saying he's five Voyagers, right? That sounds like it would be a pretty solid Predaking to me. Because my my worry about a five Voyager Predaking is that you'd end up with a stumpy Predaking like in G one. But if they're in a box set where you don't necessarily have to have all five figures be completely equal, right? Maybe you could work around it a little. That, that might work. I, so, I think that is definitely a set that would work better as the box set because you could then do those adjustments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you take the same liberties that you kind of took with uh, Devastator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like long haul is certainly not a standard Voyager. No. Um, I think in Devastator, the only standard Voyagers are uh, Bone Crusher and um, uh, Scavenger. Um, everyone else feels like they're either missing a bit or they had a bit extra added in. Um, so I think that would, that would totally work for another somewhat unconventional uh, set like Predaking. Because it's like, yes, he's a five-member combiner team, but he's not like one big member and four little guys. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'd be down for a Predaking. I don't know about you guys. I can't quite visualize what he'd look like yet, and when I think in my mind's eye, I still only just see artwork that probably was made years ago. But that's just my mind's eye. Wait, hey, hey, I have a funny idea for you guys, though. All right, this is this is a joke. Yeah. It's a funny idea. Let's say we take like Combiner Wars Hotspot. We we paint him red and just call him Inferno. So he's like a skinny, totally screwed up Inferno who looks completely wrong. Like I think that'd be hilarious. What? It well, what's the one thing you don't think about when you think of Inferno? Because to me, it is the word lean. Yeah. A little scrawny in the arms, you know, big in the big in the legs. More like scrawny, like medium in the legs, though, on that mold. <laughs> um, but it would be funny if they did that, to be sure. Um, TJ, can you think of like another? Because you're talking about like the Road Caesar style idea for Starscream. Um, can you think of like another like three person combiner that might come together? Well, like in, in my head, there's we've gotten so many of these other characters as it is already it's it's hard to tell who in like in the course of generations we are still missing or in mm -hmm. the course of like like who in idw have we not used things like that like we still don't have like an elite one or anything like that and we are still missing like if you paired her with like two of the g1 fembots that we never got you know like yeah, you know, like Moonracer and uh, Fire and Firestar. Well, we can't call her Firestar because you know Big Disney has Marvel now. Sure. Okay. Let's 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 say she called something like Nova Star or okay. something like that. This is hypothetical. I mean, is Disney coming after me for a hypothetical? I'm like hypothetical. Disney is part of the hypothesis here. Aaron can back me up on that. <laughs> Aaron's probably ha totally not just like chewing into his lip, going like, "How long is this going to go on for?" Yeah, I may have even tweeted something to that effect. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't check. I'm gonna go check Twitter for no reason. Um, but yeah, like yeah, a Road Caesar with like Alita One and some Fembots. I mean, like an IDW Alita One's already a big, burly, frightening, you know, intimidating character. Uh, that would that would totally work. Um, I oh man, Aaron's Twitter account's totally far down here. Uh. He's preemptively apologizing for something. Oh, he knows I'm going to make a joke about helicopters. All right, I'll edit that part out. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, and like, like uh, if they're doing Skullgrin, you know, for those decoy suits, they might just do a whole bunch of pretenders, you know, very expectedly so. Um, I got a crazy one for you, though. What if in Wave 2 of the Legends, they did like the Duocons? Get out. Like, wouldn't that be perfect? Wouldn't that be perfect, though? Little pocket-sized battle clash? Now, now, would it be... Now, now, would it be that way? Would it be, like... Because it's Battle Trap, right? Yeah, well, I mean, they might not be able to get that name. So I'm thinking, hypothetically, like, it's a weird name, you yeah, know? Yeah, but... Yeah, like, that seems, like, really weird. I don't think you could do, like that at that size and get like two decent figures out of out, like, no, no, it's just, just two, one it's, it's one figure two vehicles i know yeah i know but like two old style size it, legends but like i don't i don't know like it'd be cool if you cool to me if there was like 
like okay like you like battle clash you said yeah like okay well like what if there's like another one there's name like road trap and we do like the dread the dreadwing thing where it's two toys yeah. that maybe makes you know battle trap i mean you could but but i'm i'm still thinking like what if because the, the the way that the vehicles for the duocons transform on their silhouettes is so dead simple you just have two like mini con sized vehicles that form into like a simple legends figure. Yeah, but I mean, it, your 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 idea also totally is valid. I yeah, I mean, I mean, too. if they're that simple, like you could also expand them and make the vehicles individual characters. I mean, yeah, that's possible. That's possible, and that would work with uh, one of the IDW colonies that's out there. The the you know the paired MicroMaster colony whose name I can't remember. Oh, um, have yeah, you got I can't it? Either no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because if you got, I, I was about to be really impressed. I'm still impressed that you almost had it. I could hear it in your voice. Um, Aaron, we're we're about the, the end of hypothetical time here. Do you have any hypotheses you want to talk about at all? No. Nothing. Nothing that was that was reaching out to you from the hypothetical Imgur album. No. Um, the the. God damn it. The one thing that would be interesting <laughs> is if they went back and uh, redid movie <laughs> figures, especially uh, certain large helicopter. That oh, you're crazy now! No. To, do a, to, to do the the renovated blackout toy that the fandom has spent quite literally nearly ten yes. years asking for. Well, so the thing is, at my office where we specifically manage uh, the helicopter that is blackout. Um, it is frequently seen on desks as a valid model of a thing that then people are like, oh, wait, that's a Transformer one, isn't it? So it'd be really neat if we were to get a uh, larger version of that. Yeah, but let's, let me be serious here for a second, Aaron. Like, this joke's kind of carrying on for a while. Yeah. I'm, I mean, you're kind of pushing it with this yeah. whole, like, hypothetical thing about blackout. Like. I mean Next. You could just say that an image leaked and that we're talking about a leaked image for Blackout. I'm just going to raise my hand in Zencaster. <laughs> and hopefully that annoys you on some minor level. Aaron, you have your hand raised. I noticed you... you oh, okay. Uh, hmm, that hand is raised still. Hmm. Uh, I saw something on Twitter about the leaked slides for the movie toys that were in a leak that was probably not a very good thing to happen, which is that someone said that they heard somewhere or read something, it was like third hand or fourth hand, that those might have been slides of a cancelled movie line that was going to be like a, a kind of filler line. I do remember, man, it would be two or three months ago that there was discussion about something similar. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm not like sure if this is that still limping along, like they've made these models and are trying to find a way to get it out. Yeah. Um, Cause that, that looks like a new blackout toy to me, but it's small enough that I'm like, maybe it's not. Oh, it, it is. That's, that's new. It those, those feet is. are entirely different. The, um, so the, his, the blackouts he, before his, his blade fold didn't work the way that it's showing now. Oh, I, I should be, I should be clear. I mean, like I, I was starting to think maybe that's a CG blackout model from a game or something. No, that's still very toyetic. 
Okay. Because okay. yeah, the, the feet are there's definitely the junk on the uh, underside of the rotor arm. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm trying to set myself up for the least amount of disappointment. Mm-hmm. Because I, I am certainly one of those people who has spent about a decade wanting a better blackout figure. Yeah. <laughs> um, like this thing doesn't even have like a. There's there's not even an indication of like what size. Like I saw some people going like, "Oh, leader blackout," and I'm like, "Nothing about this says that's even a leader toy." Like don't don't start to aim for the sun when you're you're reaching right. the moon's orbit here. But yeah, hopefully it is something, you know. And I'll say it again, hopefully good people are not losing their jobs over this leak. Yeah. Even though probably someone has lost their, like the, I said this last week, the one and only silver lining is, Hey, maybe some complete dick lost their job, yeah. but that's probably not the case. <laughs> so for, for the serious talk, uh, the images in case you don't get to see them look as if they were captured from some sort of Skype screen share and then not even directly from the computer, but from somebody's phone pointed at a screen that's copying mm. a screen. Um, this was probably somebody being presented to in a boardroom or something, and Jerkbag McGee just had his phone down, like do 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 click do do click. Yeah, because uh, this this like I said last week, this feels to me like someone looking for a quick shot of attention mm-hmm. that you know reacted to a situation they were put into, and they reacted very poorly. Uh, poorly enough in fact that like you know some of these pictures are also terrible like right. they're, they're so fuzzy <laughs> but um yeah there 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 are severe downsides to this image leak one of which being that there's a lot less to be uh, excited about um as far as reveals now obviously everyone's got their own taste and for some people this is more exciting than being trickled out reveals on the actual schedule but you know i think we said this before it's when the last one of these massive leaks happened like Enjoy the leak if you if you wanna, but don't be the same person that then goes to say, "Oh, this convention set of reveals is pretty boring," right? Because it's like you know why, right? Like, <laughs> like you can at least put the two and two together, right? I hope so. Um, but yeah, this actually does make me kind of excited about this line because now it's 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 confirmed a few things. Um. But I also just really hope that good people are not in a lot of trouble that they don't need to be in. Like, one hopes that if some dumbass getting, like, a vendor treatment who, who leaks this stuff, one hopes that's the one who gets in trouble, but that's not really how a lot of big companies work. Um, So, you know, fingers crossed. Let's move on from this weird hypothetical situation, this really, really long joke that Aaron was so desperate to tell. I don't really understand why, but... Uh, oh, Aaron, your hand's up. Mm-hmm. All right, no, noted. I wish I could peel down three of those fingers. <laughs> Show me your pinky finger. Why would That's you really want to weird. point up? It, crazy. Me and TJ both did the only two jokes to do about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's nothing to really be said about if he's just showing his ring finger. That's actually hard to do. Yeah. I, I just ah. want to say that you're number one, Chris. <laughs> Aaron said I'm number one. Man, I feel good. I feel so good. I want to do a listener question from T Singer 18. 
I got one right here. Yo, Vangelis, quick anecdote and some questions. I'm a new listener, so sorry if you've covered this already. I received Generation Springer as a Christmas gift last year. I'm thankful for the gift, but the figure itself has a QC issue where the back canopy doesn't line up, making transformation a pain in the ass. I spent hours trying to fix this the way I fixed other figures, but no dice. Now, whenever someone sings the figure's praises, I become enraged, like a friend complimenting my own personal bully. How can I get over this frustration and just move on? Related, I was really excited for the God Jinrai set I pre-ordered since I did not get the previous two, and I love Armored Up Optimus Primes. I already have the old Jinrai, but I figured this would be cool enough to justify it. But from listening to WTF or TFW, I'm now worried this will be another Springer situation where I have to spend hours working on it just to have a good-looking figure that can't transform in a bitter taste in my mouth. What is your advice on keeping the pre-order? There's layers First to this off, one. I want to say I know what it feels like having a personal bully that gets praised. Chris. It's weird because Aaron praises me too. So it's not I'm I'm just standing here, you know, I'm not even doing anything. I'll raise my hand just to make that clear. Yeah. <laughs> um as for like the frustration you might have with Springer, like I don't know if we're qualified to really give advice on how to move on from that kind of frustration, because that is kind of just a eventually you kind of have to think about how important it is to be angry about that. Yeah. It's it's a tough break for sure. Yeah. Um you know? but you know, the like the God Ginrai set, I've got it right here with its little quirks, like on this it's I think an unfortunality of the thing because it has to be a robot, be a trailer thing, and then come apart and be armor. It's going to have some weird little quibbles to it. The fact that it's pretty much able to be taken care of with floor polish Again, it's a thing that sucks. You know, same thing talking about Trypticon and maybe having to work on that. Yeah. It's not great. It'd be nice if every toy that came out of the factory was perfect every time, but it's not going to be. Mm-hmm. And I will say, like, I mean, when you're dealing with Takara, especially, they you're usually pretty good at fixing stuff that goes wrong in production runs. You know, when they do a second run, like uh, right. the, the gift set between the two. Yeah. Like so, like the only real problem I ever had with like the God Jinrai set in general, buying them individually, was that uh, Super Jinrai's ankles were just a little bit too weak to hold up the big backpack. But no, no, mm-hmm. number one, it's easy. It's easy to get parts to prop him up, like internally, without any real, without any modification or anything like that. It's it's just transforming him differently. Yeah, basically. yeah, right. yeah. Mine stands yeah. just fine right now, and I have not taken a a single tool or drop of polish to him. But that's something that if it was if it was a widespread thing, I would expect Takara to try and address or shore up some of those hinges upon second release. It's also been hypothesized that the addition of Chrome to God Bomber, like this is like this was kind of a joke, I think. But I think there might be some merit to it. What if God Bomber was designed with the idea he'd have the extra bit of thickness of Chrome? So releasing him without Chrome might have been what messed up some of his tolerances. You know, like, um, the places that mine has issues, Chrome wouldn't be around. Well, what if they went crazy like with Henke and just chromed the combiner <laughs> just ports? The, and just dipped the whole toy in Chrome and then painted on top of the Chrome and then dipped it. Fans in Chrome love again. it. <laughs> Fans love Chrome. All right. Um, the, the the another thing that might help is if you do need to do floor polish treatment, that's not hours of work. Yeah. Uh, floor polish is one of the easiest things to work with as far as like toy fixes, and then thirdly. If you don't want to do the hours of fixes, like this isn't necessarily a great solution. Perfect Effect just announced another add-on kit for the God Jinrai set specifically to address the ankles, among other things. 
um, where it basically comes with a blue piece that can either fill in God Bomber's forearms or lock the ankles together better. So if you want to just like sink like 20 bucks into it, you can just get those things. And it sounds like they come with a sword, too. Um, so I don't think this will be a Springer situation for you. Uh, I had a QC problem with my Springer as well. That Springer is a potentially frustrating figure if, like, you have misshot rivets or things. Yeah. Uh, that ain't the, the case with God Jinrai, as far as I've heard. So keep your pre-order. Go for it. Um, as for getting over frustrations, like, uh, the, the, like I said before, the way I word it, and I'm really bad at following my own advice, but I know it's good advice. Think about the energy you spend getting angry about that and, like, whether there'd be better places to spend that energy. Like, if it's worth um spending the energy there uh that doesn't mean you you, you can just like stop it because it might just be a knee-jerk thing but if that helps that's the thing you can keep in mind um aaron if that's hel if that helps that's the thing you can keep in mind you know is it is it worth becoming enraged because your personal bully gets praise from no from yourself <laughs> uh i got another listener question here from gizmatron this says, long-time listener, first-time questionnaire. Dear Evangelist and the podcast crew, I was wondering what the current stance of the WTFTFW podcast is on the matter of scalping and online seller scalpers and when it is quote-unquote okay to purchase from such a person or vendor. While the answer should be never, I do have a very recent story and a little background. So this is a story. I decided recently to pick up the Marvel Legends X-Men 2-pack of Dark Phoenix and Cyclops for my wife, who's a big X-Men fan, which of course is a Toys R Us exclusive in the US and I imagine also in Canada. And since so far this early summer, my luck in finding store exclusives has been a mixed bag, especially with Marvel, I decided not to wait and hit eBay to purchase one of the sets from the cheapest seller could find out buy it now for only $62 free shipping this is about 22 US over the original retail price of the store not even taking into consideration the tax gas money possible shipping online if you're lucky enough to grab one from the horrible Toys R Us website and endurance it takes to run to the nearest Toys R Us store by a store opening by the hang on you didn't write that correctly. The endurance it takes to run to the nearest Toys R Us store by store opening on a truck day. Okay, you did write it correctly. I felt the markup on the seller here uh, was justified, as in the long run, $22 cost me at most a single Marvel Legends or Transformers 5 last night deluxe figure in the future while saving a boatload of hassle on my part to secure an in-demand box set while not making it a bad deal, really. But despite these justifications, a little part of me remains upset that I basically participated in what's considered by many in our community to be a heinous act on the part of the seller who bought up a case of figures at the local store and immediately listed them online for profit. Uh, for the sake of simplicity, I'm assuming the seller did in fact pay for the toys and they didn't fall off the back of the truck because that's a whole nother can of worms that a part of me feels by giving up so quickly and making the purchase i've made i've committed the toy collecting world's equivalent to paying a ransom and letting the terrorists win it raises a few questions so between the fact that store exclusives are becoming more prevalent especially with hasbro properties like transformers and given that the increased popularity of these toy lines and poor brick and mortar retailer distribution that things might get worse for collectors before they get better with exclusives i'm curious what you guys now feel about the practice as a whole i know all of you have real lives to juggle with toy hunting and understand the situation so where do you currently stand on hitting an ebay or maybe an amazon seller scalper to pick up these harder to find exclusives <gasps> i'll hang up and wait for your response thank you click oh my jaw hurts mm. that makes <sighs> me happy oh Whoa. Aaron, I need you to say things. What do you, what's your outlook? Um, so I feel like I need to separate a few things out here. Um, I'm not Ooh. frequently terribly <laughs> fond of mass resellers. Um, however, I guess I've had a whole lot of people in, in like the, the sightings threads instantly jump at scalpers as why they're not seeing things. And then the same people talking about how they'll go to the store every day and never see it, and it must be scalpers, in which case I say, could it be, you know, the distribution's not working right? 
and it's just not showing up or hey they still have a bunch of wave one why do you think they're going to order a case of wave five yeah it'd sell but SKUs say no um so if you disassociate that out um how do i feel about buying hard to find things online i've worked my way a lot closer to um just what you mentioned of like hey there's a cost benefit analysis in here and you know is you know 22 dollar markup over original retail price what do you value your time at you know are you driving an hour one way to get to a toys r us is that two hours a drive what's not having to do that even if you got told hey we have it it's behind the counter come up knock the the passcode on the counter and we'll give it to you is that worth the time that you've spent to go and get it um when you start looking at things like that you know i don't feel so bad when i go to a place like big bad and pay an additional twenty dollars for a wave because then i'm not having to run to three walmarts a target a toys r us and other random places in hopes of finding what i'm looking for it's just click done well um yeah the the whole convenience fee thing is often the way i tend to look at mm-hmm. it um I'll, I, I got there's more there's there's layers you can go into with this conversation right. of course but um tj how do you feel about the whole like markup thing and like do you have an outlook on it for me i'm i've hit the point where i kind of view it almost as a necessary evil like there's still part of me that's never going to like the idea of scalping in the first place because okay yes you're you're taking advantage of a collector who can't find this thing themselves or maybe you're taking advantage of you know the single mom who just wants to get it for her son's birthday and this is the only one she can get you know you don't know the situation and it's scummy either way you know that's the part that gets me the most on the other hand it's not always like that you know okay 62 bucks for marvel legends set that might not be like you know if they have like if they go to ebay and it says like more than 10 available okay then yes they they probably Mm -hmm. bought out their store a lot of times i'll end up selling things just looking up prices and go oh well that that actually sells seemingly high. Like I didn't expect to get that much for it. Okay, I guess I should try to get that much for it. Yeah, I I think that what you said there is really important. If if like if they do have like ten or twenty of them, then you can reasonably assume okay they probably like bought a case or like you know ran around grabbing all the ones they could find. If it is someone just selling one, at the end of the day they're doing it once, and in this, like if they are selling one of these at a twenty two dollar markup, then they are making twenty two dollars. Right. For all the effort they may have Which put into it. Which even then, they're not going to be making $22 because they're having to pay for shipping. eBay's getting their cut. PayPal's yep. getting their cut. They're Gas maybe, to get to the store as yeah, well. They're maybe <laughs> making 10 bucks on it. Yeah. So, like, th- this is another This actually kind of relates to the last question. Like, there are times to really, you know, kind of kind of mock or get angry at someone who's, like, doing a mass purchase, mass uh, scalping of something. Often that will come attached to a really ugly personality I find of like Mm -hmm. someone who will also like not only advertise it, but also violently defend what they're doing or mock those who can't find the thing they're trying to sell. That's usually like, I just find often it goes hand in hand like that. You'll also just have people who just quietly, they, they buy up some stuff. They try to sell it on eBay at a markup. They won't, you know, defend themselves. If you yell at them, they'll just probably not sell it to you. 
And because the then there's the day, like the flip side of the Walgreens two pack. I yes. have four or five people that either don't have Walgreens or are up in Canada that aren't going to have a chance at that. If I go and I buy all four of them that show up at a Walgreens, am I scalping? Yeah, well, and and I always see this happen. Someone will say, well, if you sell them precisely at cost where you are only charging what you paid for the toys and you are not. And it's like, all right, what about gas money? Yeah. Uh, also, what about the time he took? You know, and what like, about the, and this, the, this six, the six Walgreens that I went to that didn't have it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and this also is something we've I know we've talked about with people who um, mule San Diego Comic-Con exclusives for people um, like uh, Aaron and I have mutual friend who used to mule stuff and stopped because uh, for the most part, she kept having people, you know, drop out of actually wanting to pay what they said they were going to pay for stuff. Right. Um, but a lot of people who, who mule that stuff are like, hey, I'm going to charge like an extra 10 percent for my time and effort. And I've seen people go like, oh, it's unreasonable. You're a scalper. And it's like, no. Have you been in a line at San Diego? Like people's yeah. time is worth something, you know, like people can do like I do favors for people like in Toronto. Um, me and other people have all done favors for each other of like, oh, I'll pick up two and we'll just split the receipt, whatever. I'm not going to like charge an extra three bucks because I was on the subway or something. But that's also because we're all local, you know, like once it gets into like selling stuff online, then I think that's all a lot more important. Um, mm-hmm. I will I will add on to this. We're not we're also not saying you should just go and buy it from the hardworking markup people on eBay. Uh, end of the day, you should try to get the best deal you can, you know, like, yeah. uh, and, and you should poo poo stuff that marks up at like 60, 70% over retail. Um, but if you also are feeling like that would be something you'd pay to not do all the extra work or wait the extra time, then do what you want to do with your money. You know? Yeah. Like ultimately that's what it comes down to is what is it worth to you? Cause that's yeah. how much it is ultimately right. worth in general. You know, especially like, okay, you, you bought the, you bought a Marvel Legends two pack as a gift. And, you know, I'm, I find I'm way more willing to spend a lot on somebody else than I am myself. I've spent yeah. ludicrous amounts on Christmas gifts for people in my life just because, uh, yeah, it's okay. Yes, it's really rare. And that's certainly not what it cost when it came out, but that's what they want. And that's what I have to pay to get it. So they get it. Yeah. Like, like this listener question, it is for your wife. Like, who is mm-hmm. going to give you guff for spending an extra 20-some yeah. bucks to get your wife a gift? And if they give you guff for it that goes beyond a gentle ribbing, maybe that's their problem and not your problem? No. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, the whole, bit, the, the whole bit where you're like, you know, like, have you, have you committed treason or you're letting the terrorists win? It's kind of like, end of the day, if I know someone or I've bought something, you know, at a markup, we all will, you know, you'll, for maybe a, a hot second, you go like, oh, you paid that much extra? Whatever. If you have people going around like policing this stuff and and genuinely trying to make you feel bad for doing it, that's their problem, not your problem. It's the same thing with people who want to police other people's collections, you know, for like, oh, your shelves aren't expensive enough or, oh, that looks like you bought a knockoff to fill in a spot and you shouldn't have knockoffs on your shelf or you should you should have uh, you should you should have a little post-it note at the foot of that G1 toy to say it has repro (laughs) labels on it for future, you know, all these things. Eventually, it doesn't really matter. You know, what matters is to you and your money is what's important to you and your money and your happiness. You know, I had someone run me down once because his collection had a mint in box uh, black Zarak and mine did not. And that's the only basis for comparison he made. Tell him to open it. <laughs> yeah, it's Schrodinger's toy, my friend. Yeah, uh, Captured Prey had a sealed black Zarak at TFCon. 
shrink wrapped even i think that i think orson added the shrink wrap yeah and i was i was telling crit about that i was like yeah this is actually a really terrifying toy because like it's worth more sealed but opening it might like you have no indication until you unseal it if the toy is even alive in there yeah yeah (laughs) as long as you don't open the box it is both priceless and priceless you know Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) um but no like that's you know, I you know it's not treason; it's commendable. You know, so you you made sure you you did what you did to get your wife what she wanted. That's nothing bad about that. Yeah, and and um, if you miss a toy at its cheapest price, like I missed out on some acid rain figures um from the acid rain line, and I wanted to try to catch up on them, and I found an auction that was selling the figure for like a seven dollar markup, and I was like, well, I look around, I can't find it for a better price, so I'll just pick this up because whatever, you know, <laughs> um. If it could, like it's just it's it's no one else's business unless you're being really dumb with your money and actually harming yourself in a way with your spending. So, you know, there are debates about about the legitimacy of scalping or upselling, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But if it is co- becoming a part where you're worried that maybe other people are going to think less of you, don't worry about that. You know, unless you're the one who is doing the upselling, in which case, like then maybe, you know, if you're doing it at a mass scale and you're being a dick about it, then maybe, yeah, people will start to mistreat you. And maybe yeah, you have it coming. What what if his <laughs> what if his wife wanted it so she could upsell it for one hundred and twenty? Well, that would be pretty funny for just the one. That would be pretty funny. I don't I would say that's a pretty funny goof is what I would say. <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully that is not indicative of some kind of weird abusive relationship. <laughs> uh which i'm sure that i'm sure that is not the case <laughs> um but yeah uh, i hope that answered your question or, or helped you out gizmatron um and uh thank you for the click uh we're gonna do some what we got this week to close up so on top of what we got this week tj did you get any transformers this week uh indeed i did all right i'm asking you because aaron has the fancy one so we're gonna talk about the the slummin transformers first yeah it's all slumming. It's old stuff. Everyone's <laughs> talked about. It. Everyone's already got. No one cares. Yeah. Fuh. Yeah. Uh, starting small, I got uh, uh, caught catching up on uh, the individual Titan Masters because no place around here stocks them anymore. Uh, Repugnus and Shuffler. Shuffler is darn good. I, I've never handled a Repugnus. Uh, Shuffler is all kinds of fantastic. I love. All mm-hmm. like all three of his modes come together really solid. Like even we- like I feel like sometimes the weapon modes kind of get left off. I was like, yes, that lion turns into a shield. Yeah. Why? Why, why wouldn't that be a shield? Well, with with a very precisely engineered lion face in the middle of the shield part, which made me go like, man, you did this part so well. Like I guess this was just someone's pet project. Yeah. Uh, but no, like sh- like Shuffler's weapon mode is awesome with all the missile batteries and extra guns and the handguard and all that. Yeah, all that works. Yeah, you know. like, like perfect, perfect final Titan Master Solo release. Yeah, like the mammoth mode. Well, he's not the final because he got remolded into Ramorn. I mean, but, basically the. Mm-hmm. the <laughs> it's over to me. Shuffler ends it. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know what? I I have a shuffler. My good friend Aaron got me a shuffler. Oh, my friend Aaron got me shuffler. What? 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 Different Aaron. Oh, okay. Oh. I, all right. I was about to get jealous because, you know, Aaron threw Shuffler at my head like a friend, too. Uh-huh. And he let me film it in, in high frame rate. So I have slow motion video of me getting hit in the face three or four times with Shuffler. It's actually really it funny because <laughs> <laughs> it slowed down the sound, too. So there's just this like, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> 
uh but no yeah he's top of the line for me mm. literally uh repugnus is interesting like I, do you think repugnus if he had come out on his own without shuffler like looming over him do you think he might have been more solid feeling um i'm not sure about that it's like okay he's one of those where again like he has that character that i'm looking for like he's uh similar to fangry where i just yeah stick him on the stick him on the shelf and like oh yeah that's repugnus it's like i know that i know that big ugly bug you know and that's just because he looks so much like him in his beast mode but he does have this weird two-bladed weapon bow that kind of works kind of you ignore Ish. the big bu- yeah the bug legs hanging off of him sort of like a lion trying to be a shield you might say sort of <laughs> sort of yes and then this i'm not sure what the vehicle mode is jet uh jet ski power boat i don't know the classic shuffle vehicle yeah. mode, the jet ski <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's when that's where it gets iffy and like, where like it's got a solid concept of I'm going to be repugnous. And what else are you going to be? I hadn't gotten that far yet. Well, I'm repugnous. That's for sure. I guess I'll be repugnous being a jet ski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got this weird thing to him, too, where his Titan Master doesn't fit into him very well. Like hmm. he, he's, he kind of fits in there like Star Saber legs up face forward. So his bug head comes down over his tiny titan master head so he's got kind of an armor up kind of effect going on that's sort of cool but it's really loose in there like nothing pegs it doesn't peg like there's nothing that like forms around his head like the other ones do what mm-hmm. was the aaron was that not the case with Ramhorn? Is that no the- my Ramhorn, i think was just loose because Ramhorn and okay. shuffler yeah um like share a body and my shuffler was just fine Okay, because I remembered your Ramhorn, it's, you could not keep yeah. the Titan Master in yeah, there. Yeah, Ramhorn, it would pretty much fall out. But no, Repugnus is kind of the same way. It's his um, robot head, or the the Repugnus head over the robot head that locks everything together on him. Yeah, like, it locks together. It's not going anywhere, but, like... You get that rattling. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, he doesn't peg in in any way. He's just kind of secured there. And it's strange, because there are extra peg there's two pegs for when he's in his jet ski whatever it is mode and then there's two pegs like on the front like on the like the, on the bottom front of the like compartment that is titan master goes into mm-hmm. for beast mode mm-hmm. uh there is no mode that uses them and there's no instruction on what they are for weird yeah maybe they're redundant for like a retool they had in mind at one time or maybe there's like because someone figured out there is uh, like a ride mode you can do because which is an incidental like things just happen to be the right size to fit that way and you can use the pegs that way but that's a real stretch like other than that like it was kind of just yeah there's oddities to him Mm mm-hmm hmm I need to get me one. Right now, I'm kind of just trying to imagine it all. Yeah, you figure this thing out. <laughs> uh, anything else Transformers wise uh, on your end? Again, picking up leftovers now that I guess Titans Return is starting to wind down here a little bit. Uh, found a quake. Just hey! stunned me because I actually found one in a store for once. I like Quake a lot. 
I like do, he he works. I do too. Like it's still I forget that Titans Return is the line that keeps replacing my favorite figure in the line. Like every wave has like the new deluxe that is the best. <laughs> so I kind of forget, oh, this wave one stuff was still pretty good. You know, that hardhead mold is still pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they and they nailed the colors, I think. Oh yeah. On Quake. Yeah, the colors are magnificent. They're very much the G1. And I love I love how it reverses the tones on the between the two figures, like yeah. darks to lights, lights to darks and how different like paint apps in the chest are. So he's got he's so distinct from hardhead, even though the, all they really changed was the face so that I really yeah. like. So, yeah, he's still he still manages to be a very solid toy, so I'm I'm happy with him. Excellent. And now here's the really rare one for me. Uh, I have a third party toy. You're lying. What is it? What is, what is it? <laughs> I'm lying. Again, I'm going back for old stuff. It is a Swamper. The uh, the big, uh, like, I guess, Voyager class skull cruncher. Oh, the Toy World one. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. Uh, G1 Laokaiser on the boards offered one up. Or at the very least, uh, pointed out the one he was selling at the time. And I always said that's the one. That's the one third party that I really, really after. As soon as I see it on sale. And, well, it never went on sale, but he hooked me up. So those Toy World headmasters ended up becoming secondhand clearance because uh, the greater third party fandom kind of ditched them all, and it's it's kind of cool because those were pretty solid figures. Uh, yeah, not like not like not like, you know, categorically superior figures. It's just they're they 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 were just kind of big, beefy and fun. And when they don't cost like 100 bucks each or whatever, it, it helps a lot. Yeah, that's what I find. Like I, I've said it before on the podcast, that's my childhood headmaster. Like it, yeah. it made me so happy when yeah. Skull Smasher came out. But there's something missing to that nostalgia. It's because in my brain, he's supposed to be a lot bigger because I was a lot smaller when I played with mine. <laughs> so this was this was like the size I needed that character to be. That's yeah. where it really drove home. Like I wish he had like I wish he had the a longer snout to him because he's much more alligator than croc. But I do dig the look. He's yeah, he is super solid, super bulky. I like I like the two uh ideas for uh robot modes. The the idea is like you can have you know, our, our new design robot mode with a croc head in front, or you can go retro. That's a really cool idea. Yeah, and he, he's also just like he's I, I kind of liked him and him and their brainstorm were both kind of like puffy, but in a sort of fun way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also Sorry, I'm also oh, good. I was good. gonna say it's also weird to me that both of his head molds are smiling. I don't remember that part. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Me, mine's are screwed up, but someone else pointed it out to me, so can't be just mine. But no, it's yeah, he's he's got personality to him, like personality and like disp- and uh, play options. Those are big for me. Yeah, no, they they that that headmaster line was doing some kind of fun stuff. I, I it's a shame they ended up kind of just uh, sputtering out. I think there were only three figures in it. I got the one I wanted. I'm happy. Yeah. Anything else on your end? Uh, Transformer wise, I believe that is it. 
All right, I just want to quickly throw out Flame Toys, who are doing that uh, that really fancy drift figure mm-hmm. um, with the chemical attack team doing the articulation. They're revealing all of their upcoming stuff. They've just revealed photos of the great prototype for their Tarn. It looks amazing. Uh, they revealed they're going to start a model kit line, starting off with an Optimus Prime, and their third figure is going to be frigging IDW Star Saber. No. And like... Yeah, and it's it's IDW Star Saber, but as like a three hundred dollar high end fully articulated robot figure with, like, you you guys have heard me yelling about Chemical Attack, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like all the joint work is like interlinked joint workings and like in some of the best design articulation in the in the industry, and they're doing Star Saber as their third figure. Oh my god, like it's IDW Star Saber, so it's not like you know he he looks rather different, but he also looks like Star Saber. Damn it. I need to get in on this thing. Damn it. Where is this? I retweeted all of their photos. Uh, the Star Saber is just artwork. Uh, so head over head over there or head to like the Flame Toys underscore staff uh, Twitter feed. Yeah, they're at they're at ACGHK right now. Oh, man, this is some drops. <laughs> this is some cool info. Yeah, TJ, I kind of want to get your hot take on the way that Star Saber artwork looks. Yeah, I'm going to... Oh. Yeah, I see the art now. Yeah. Twitter will load it. Twitter's been annoying to me to load anything. Ooh. Yeah, these these are... All these designs are illustrated by Hyogo Funabashi. Um, uh, except for the Optimus Prime is instead illustrated by Akira Amemia of Trigger. Wait. Okay, I need to process some more of this information first. <laughs> this is a frigging cool team to have working on an official Transformers something. <laughs> Holy crap. I thought it was going to be Drift and Tarn and then maybe one more and done. And maybe that's the case with Star Saber. But the, for this, this model kit line is intriguing me. Okay, well, there's only so much to be said. but well, More Star Saber in the world. This makes me happy. Yeah, and it, and it's official. Like, it is a licensed... It's the only licensed IDW Star Saber in the same line as the only licensed Drift merchandise that has ever been made so far. <laughs> or Drift, uh, Tarn. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of licensed Drift. Um, okay, well, Aaron, let's talk about what you got. Hey, so I got a lot of things, uh, oh. actually. Um, I thought you spent all your money at TFCon. I spent a lot of money at TFCon. And oh, I no. didn't really talk about what I got at TFCon, but hey, that was shows ago, so I'm going to let that go. Um, just today, got myself a Blitzwing. Hey, it's that same mold, but with even more of the stickers that I don't like. Oh, Two of them are already oh. pretty chewed up because they're near a hinge. I mean, if you want to spend the extra money, I got some good news for you. Yeah. Oh, I know <laughs> that there are better sticker alternatives out there. Or alternate releases of them out there um but hey i have blitzwing it blitzwings very well it's like this mold was meant to be blitzwing in the first place who'd have thunk it um so i also got myself a um sea spray comes with his little pizza box shooter thing do you leave it on his stomach or do you do you take it off his stomach i i take it off his stomach oh because leaving it on his stomach makes it makes him look like he has even more of a beer belly than he already does. He's supposed to have even more of a beer I mean, belly. That's where pizza goes. Yeah. 
well, it can alternate back and forth. Um, the only thing I don't terribly dig about him is that his head is just hidden by a panel that flips up. Aww. I kind of wish instead it like rotated the head back or down or something. Um, because there's, I mean, there's a space there that might be able to be used for something. I don't know. Um, it's my only disappointment with that toy. Otherwise, it's a great little, little um, sea spray. Mm -hmm. I still need to. I don't even know if those came out in Canada yet. They've been was, behind on some of those legends. It was it was a surprise that I saw it. I know it's been around for a bit, but um, I was I was glad to see it. Um, also got the uh, what was like the evolutions pack. I forget what it was called. The Amazon um, cheapo pack. The Amazon, yeah, it was like thirty dollars on Amazon for this uh, two pack of uh, primes. One is a fall. I can't remember if it's Fall of Cybertron or War. War for Cybertron. For Cybertron. It's it's the, it's the the thicker one. Fall yeah. Cybertron is when the budgets all died. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, that prime, which I forgot how good that transformation was. Oh, yeah. Actually, the, hang on. The hang fun on. tricks that go on through that. It's it's not when the budgets all died. You could say it's Fall of Cybertron is when the budgets just, all fell fell. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, then comes with Orion Pax out of the cup mold. With a very anim like a flat animated prime face. It's like it's like animated prime reimagined as a generations character. That's, that's yeah. What it looked like to me. I think the biggest thing that makes it look odd to me is that I imagine the animated prime face being thinner and deeper. Hmm. And this squares it out and mushes it so that it fits the Titan Master box for the head. Yeah. Um, but where this shines over the cup mold is that nose piece is all painted. So that paint on the inside gives the foot peg the the dimensions that it needs so that it stays in place. Whereas with the cup version of this mold with no paint on that thing, the Titan Master just rattles around in the cab. With uh -huh. the Orion Pax version. With that paint in there, it thickens it up enough that it holds it in place. And so then on to the new pet that I have of Trypticon. Um, yeah. Got it the day after TFCon, and I had really wished I could I was have like, bought you... the three of them that were at the store to take up <laughs> to TFCon because I would have uh, I would have made some serious bank. Yeah, I was um, I was almost like, was this planned? Like no. the timing on this is ridiculous. No, it was the the day the the night before uh we were headed north, went to Think Geek and they're like, Yeah, it'll be in tomorrow or the next day. And I'm like, what time tomorrow? Uh, trucks normally come in the afternoon. Uh, I'm gonna be in Canada. Okay. Um So uh like I said earlier, I have done the the hip spring um detensioning or whatever on it um it's it's a thing that like i said it rotates easier one way than the other way which really makes me think it's just the because of the size of that spring it's doing something other than in the normal spring dimension it's acting as a like a twist spring as well um 
but he is friggin' huge. He he wears a deluxe size toy on his chest. Um, how is that full tilt? That full, the full t- purple. Yeah. Oh, I got good news for you if you if you're tired of how purple he is. Very purple, and I'm sure that some of the sticker I have the sticker sheet haven't touched the sticker sheet. Um, hey, if you're willing to to buy another sticker sheet, maybe just don't even use that sticker sheet. That's that's the direction that I'm thinking. Because I, I, so I didn't do the sticker sheet on Metroplex. I just did the rapper labels, and it seems like that was the better choice. Mm-hmm. I did the regular sticker sheet for Fort Max. It was utterly frustrating. And I'm going to rip most of those off anyway. Right. So maybe just don't even bother. Yeah. I'm, I I don't think I'm going to, um, but I need to, I think the trick is to hit his big chest panel with a hairdryer. Um, there's a little bit of warp. It doesn't like one corner holds out. So if you jostle it some, the whole thing pops down. I'm not going to be going high hot on it. It's going to be like, yeah, it's going to be back away from it to, just let it detention because what can happen in big pieces like that is as it cools, it can twist just a tiny bit. Yeah, I, I saw and some I stuff going around on Twitter give about a little juice back the other way. People trying to fix that warping and uh, and they tried to use I think hot water, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it ended up just like making the piece start to cave in on itself. So that's uh, that's definitely that is the other thing about Trypticon that seems to be um, reported more than once is the canopy being weird. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate. But um that he all of his modes are are good and fun. Um I need to get just a handful of Titan Masters to just throw down his gullet. Uh the one thing I kind of wish so he has like two separate um pouches is the right word, two separate um sections inside of his chest that are revealed as you open it up. One that's connected to his dinosaur mouth and the other one that just kind of hangs out there. And I kind of wish it was all one big continuous thing so you could jam more things down his gullet. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it that's fun. His base mode all sprawled out is huge. Uh, there's a part of me that kind of wants to get all of my base mode additive things and make one giant cybertron city type of thing and then go wow this is dumb and now i need to pick all this stuff up so i can reuse these two rooms in my house um i think you should do it though and then you should you should surround it with modulars uh no i think he needs to surround the modulars with these that is a horrible idea yeah and that'd that'd be closer that'd be closer um but no it's i very much enjoy it it's uh it earns the the Titan um, name for sure. You have yeah, questions I'm... about it. It, it. It's a thing that's like so big. It has a bunch of little things like the pop out wings for its flight mode are kind of weird. Um, They're just kind of wee is what I found. Yeah, it's like a thing that was tossed in probably because it was uh, they had space there and it works and it fills something out a little bit. Well, it's like. They're kind of they're kind of small, but then at the same time they just pop off. So like if someone were to make slightly bigger ones, yeah. The only thing would be like what fits into the pocket that's there and available. Yeah, um, I, I would love to see someone do slightly bigger. I, I messed with repper labels briefly, and I was like, I want to see someone do just bi- like slightly longer wings for this. 
that mm-hmm. can fold up still because that that would I think be the cherry on top of the spaceship mode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's I I enjoy it. I think I like it more than I liked the um, Metroplex Fort Max combos. Well, I mean, you can actually use the leg articulation on Tripticon, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's <laughs> you, you can you can have him be low crouching tail drag dinosaur, or you can have him be up and more current idea of how Saurians got around. Yeah, because I mean, usable legs is already a step up from the last two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's it for my on topic gets, I believe. Excellent. I uh, I actually got something I could briefly talk about. I went and used one of our mythical buy two get one free coupons on some transformers, and because they're all the same price, uh, I buy two got one freed on uh, two movie deluxes, Squeaks and Drift, and a Titans Return Voyager uh, broadside. So uh, Squeaks is a surprisingly fun little toy of a design I don't really like of a character who was barely in the movie. I, I don't really know how better to, to, to lay it all out than that. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron talked a bunch about Squeaks on uh, on the last Even episode um, at our, our TFCon decompression episode. But uh, yeah, like you shouldn't go out of your way for Squeaks, but when people tell you they think Squeaks is actually a pretty good toy, they're, they're not wrong. Like there's something to Squeaks. Um, the downside being he's also still Squeaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, char- a, a character who does not matter. <laughs> but he's um, small and ugly, and that might be important. It may be important to the plot, yes, that he is small and ugly. Uh, Also, so Drift, I'm surprised how much I'm liking Drift, given that he's a, he's an impressive retool, but he's, you know, the core of him is still just Drift. Uh, Maybe that just means that, you know, movie Drift was a good toy. And I I think I thought it was back when it came out. But um, New Drift uh, has a pretty, pretty sexy alt mode. Uh, he's just, the main thing that, that holds him down is that he just has these vast swathes of unpainted red plastic on him that is extremely unattractive. Uh, I'm going to try doing like, I don't know, maybe some kind of paint wash or something sometime. Okay. Well, I say that means I'm never going to, but I'd like right. to know what that looks like. Cause I think that would help him a lot. Um, broadside sucks. Welcome to the club. Like, everyone said it, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm sure he does, but, you know, I'll, I'll get him for free with these two movie toys. And, like, yeah, his aircraft, his, I like his robot mode well enough. His aircraft carrier mode's fine. His jet mode is staggeringly bad uh, if you follow the instructions and use the tooling that's there. Uh, the fan modes are okay, but, every he yeah, he feels terrible. Uh, like, right down to the build quality everything went wrong with broadside um you like those pegs on his pelvis that keep his legs from going straight forward yeah those are cool uh and they're there to lock his legs in a stupid position for the jet mode that's also Mm -hmm. pretty cool uh definitely like i think that you know the rapper labels probably help him a ton because the stickers on him are bad uh and non-F Productions has made some add-on pieces for him, which I'm sure can can help out a little bit. They're actually designed around one of the major fan modes for the jet. Um, but yeah, like, the thing about, the reason why I say he sucks is I'll temper that by saying I have enough fun messing around with him. I just never feel like he finishes doing anything. Even the aircraft carrier mode feels like at least one more thing is supposed to happen. 
Uh, and like the robot mode is completely fine, but if I had actually dropped like 30 bucks on that guy, I would have probably been bummed at. Like, I, I feel like he accomplishes less than Alpha Trion. Because, like, they both turn into a plank, and they both do it well. But, like, Alpha Trion turning into a lion at least is, like, more of an experience than the jet mode transformation. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of that is the arms. Like, uh, on broadside, the arms just chill out back there. Um, so, yeah. That shouldn't, be, shouldn't have been a big surprise. It's just I figured there'd be something more unspoken about him that I'd find kind of endearing. And, really, it's just the robot mode. Um, I like his robot mode a lot, but when he's a triple changer, that's not a good thing. Because <laughs> that means both his alt modes are not all that great. Because um, like the, air the aircraft carrier mode, I'm just like, wh like, what am I supposed to do with these fins? They look kind of dumb sticking out sideways, but they look dumb if I fold them up too. Uh, I don't know. Some of the, the aircraft carrier mode is almost there. It's really close. Maybe a new sheet of stickers will fix it for me. Um... But yeah, that's uh, that's all my on-topic what I got this week. So uh, let's go into some off-topic. I got nothing to speak of. Um, TJ, what about you? Um, starting on the digital front, I have Splatoon 2. Everyone has Splatoon 2, because everyone but me has bought a Switch by now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot how much I love this game. So yeah, it's the one shooter I'm actually good at. Thank you, Nintendo. Mm -hmm. uh, it's much like the first game when it first came out. It's it's bare bones. There's a little bit more to it, and there's a bunch of new stuff that wasn't in the first game. Uh, single player still feels like a learn-the-game type demo, but it's a little bit more engaging. A little bit more to do this time. So it, it's got enough upgrades from game one and they added a horde mode which is cool so there's a, there's enough going on for justifying a sequel it's the next year where the game's gonna be like okay like every three weeks we're gonna have a big festival event and then like every month we're gonna release a new stage every month and a half we're gonna put, put release new weapons and new costumes and all kinds of things like the game will be refreshed for like a solid year of free stuff. So that by the time you're done, it's like triple the size it was when you started out. That's the fun part. And like now the precedent is set that you can, you know, you can look forward to that. I think Nintendo just straight up said it this time. Yeah, we're going to put out a year of content for free. Yeah, it's like, yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Nintendo. Yeah, but that that was always what made the game engaging. It's just like even if you only boot it up every couple of weeks, there's probably something completely new waiting for you. But yeah, it 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 is it is still ridiculously fun. Like there's depth to it for what should be a simple water squirting game. Uh, it, it it sounds like they just basically built on the first game, like the complete first game. So if it's someone like me who never played the first one, if I eventually pick up a Switch, I'm going to have basically the solidity of the completed first Splatoon plus all the new stuff of the second one. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's consumed a lot of my life. Uh, to back to Toy-Wise. Uh, mm -hmm. Figure Arts gave me the Pokemon characters of Ash and Team Rocket, Jesse and James. I forgot those came out. Yeah. Did they turn out okay? 
Uh, well, see, Ash turned out really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, articulation on him is great, as you'd expect. Um, he's got enough head parts to where you can have, you know, happy or serious Ash hat backwards or forwards hat or no hat. Uh, you get a little perch for the little Pikachu it comes with. So you're not stuck with that like freakish figure arts Pikachu they released a while back. Like with a really strange articulation that made him look like some like nightmare animatronic. Somewhat. Yeah. Uh, so Ash came out really, really good. Uh, Team Rocket came out a little bit odd. Like, okay, okay, they come, they came with just enough accessories for each of them. You know, uh, little props and little extra hands that replicate poses they had in the show. Uh, they come with a little Meowth, so you have the whole trio. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they're based on how they looked in the first appearance because they've modified the character models since then, so they look a little off. Jesse, especially, it's it's one of those like it's really hard to place. It's like it's like the 10 plus years of different artists drawing the same thing kind of thing. Something like that. There's just something off off in her face sculpt. And I have had like the gem series, like the Mega House Team Rocket set they did. And mm-hmm. that's that's sculpt was fine. So it's not like one of those designs that you can't replicate in plastic. It's just something's amiss in the sculpt. I'm not entirely sure what it is. The credit I give them is that they made Jesse's hair work and still have joints that hold up. That I find is an engineering feat in and of itself. (laughs) But no, like it's a, it's a good, it's a good set. It's a good set. Like I wish it came with a little bit more. They could use other facial expressions because like they, they come with two faces. They come with the two they're supposed to use together where both of them are kind of looking off to one side and uh the shocked expressions like yeah you know they're flying in the air kind of expressions so they don't have any like those are the only two face options you get for both of them and uh neither one has their eyes pointed forward well like the shocked ones do but like you're gonna leave them like that so they're always built to be standing somewhat askew yeah yeah yeah, Hmm. like there's built to be standing like either looking at each other you know at the side of their glance or like at an angle in like a team rocket pose so i don't know i, I wish i had like a i just wish i had like straightforward eyes for them but that's about, about the only like the only really thing that nitpicks me yeah i mean for me like whenever fig arts does anime oriented stuff it seems i always strikes me as extremely hit or miss uh and like very little mid-ground so i was hoping that the the iconic pokemon characters would turn out good for the folks who've been waiting for that kind of thing yeah like if you got if you like you got the figure art Pokemon they've been doing over the years, Ash looks great with them. Hmm. Uh, beyond that, uh, same Aaron, because uh, my birthday rolled around. Uh, same Aaron from before also sent in uh, some of his old Go Buster toys. So, I have a Hercules Buster and the Tatagami Lyo, the gigantic. Oh, the yeah, the thing that feels like it was created two weeks before it came out. <laughs> <laughs> Go Buster, yeah, Go Buster had this one aesthetic, and they're like, is this doing okay? I don't know. Okay, make, make a lion motorcycle! <laughs> yeah, so, like, 
it looks a little it looks funky especially yeah. the robot mode because he's got these really small shoulders these massive popeye arms and this big chunks hanging off the back of his legs uh i will say the thing is gigantic like especially in the bike mode that the uh, like the smaller robos in the line can ride mm-hmm. uh he's scary to play with because you have to transform him in the right order or else pegs and uh little clips and tabs just start breaking like that was the infamous thing that's the thing i was warned about with this line was that he uses so many clips and pe- and tabs that it's very easy to break one. Mm-hmm. So that's the scary part about him. I still haven't tried his big combinations. I've transformed here back and forth. Like there, there's something in like how uh, there's something in how some of these uh, Go Buster toys play that kind of gives me that Mugenbind vibe. It's like break down in tons of parts and then put them back together. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Hercules Buster is a little bit more interesting in that regard, because that's that's the one of the two Beatles put together. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Sentai aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, like okay, so like Silver Beetle's pretty basic. It's it's a jet, few parts flip. Hey, he's a stag bug. And then you have the interesting one, which is the big Hercules Beetle, who manages to have a robot mode a a giant beetle mode and a crane mode with the only part forming being like turning the horn into his arms. Mm-hmm. So that uh, I didn't know the toy did that. So that's, that was actually kind of impressive. So that one that I dug the hell out of uh, again, still haven't tried out like big combinations. Cause I, I've got the others from the line. Like I, I've yeah. got the main Megazord for, Oh, they, well they, they're kind of called the Megazords there. So I get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's canonical. Yeah. So I haven't tried that mostly because it's going to be huge. and I have nowhere to put it. But yeah, yeah, I've actually been digging them more than I expected to. Nice. Oh, that means you got like the line basically complete now. Yeah. Yeah, they're all here now. It's, it's, it's weird. I don't think I'm thinking about it. It's like even like my favorite Sentai. I have not completed the I haven't completed the Mecha lineup of that one. Because usually, eventually, you hit some kind of giant, dumb base toy that is, like, one out of three times actually kind of cool. Well, in this case, it was Bokenger. I don't have the big, uh... With the Dive Voyager yeah, or whatever? Yeah, I don't have Dive Voyager. Yeah. Uh, uh, wrapping it up, last birthday gift, uh, someone went big and got me the full, the full-size Voltron. Oh, the, uh, the DreamWorks one? Uh, yeah. So that was nice. the gift set version or the separate ones? Uh, no, it, it was the, it was the separate ones. So okay, like full sixteen inch tie, billion sound effects one. Now they uh, they just they they repackaged it like the the movie Megazord into like okay here it is as a gift set it's just the same toys oh mm-hmm. but we they made a big box for it oh that I didn't realize it's it's fairly new. Um, I don't think there's any savings on the gift set, if I recall correctly. It just is if if you hadn't found them already, now they sell them as like one big block. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, I love the hell out of the new Voltron. So this was right up my alley. Uh, it's, it's a little bit it's a little bit simplistic because, you know, kids toy. I get that. But like, yeah, he's he's got enough. 
he's, he's like he's got enough he's got enough posability that i'm not frustrated with him like the fact that he's gigantic loads you know loads up so many sound effects yeah i, I can kind of see why he gets a little bit limited once he's combined well it is it, to me the main thing is i think if he had a neck joint uh like left to right neck joint yeah i would have said excellent and and the reason why it makes me so bummed out is it was more or less confirmed he doesn't have a neck joint because once upon a time he was going to have light up eyes and then they canned that feature but never actually added the neck joint mm. afterwards and i'm like oh my god guys don't at least don't tell me this because now i'm really bummed yeah. out. yeah <laughs> it's like okay there's a reason it wasn't just a stupid decision it's like oh we needed we needed to make space for a joint somewhere mm-hmm. like it, you know the budget came that close is you know it's either gonna be forty dollars or fifty dollars it was all hinged on this one neck joint yeah <laughs> Oh, because like yeah, that's that's like the the crucial piece that's missing for me. Yeah, everything else about that figure, I'm I'm more or less fine with. Or, you know, there's little things here and there, but like the if a neck joint was there, I think it would have just completed the circle for me. Yeah. Uh, but no, outside of that, that is uh, as my list of what I got. Alrighty, um. Aaron. Hey. Off topic. All right. Did you do anything? I got I also got Splatoon 2, but only oh got about 5 minutes into the game. <laughs> uh, and then went back to Breath of the Wild because that's where it's at right now for me. Yeah, you're going to be there I, for a while. I, I, what, yeah. I'm I'm at the point where I'm pretty sure I could just run at Ganon cuz I have a lot of stuff, but I just did the uh um, second half of the trials of the sword, or the, yeah, the second part. So I did the intermediate. I still have the advanced to go. Um, but uh, what else? Not really anything else off topic. Been keeping myself busy. All right. Yeah, I've uh, I haven't gotten anything fresh game wise really the new doom went on sale for 20 bucks on steam so i grabbed it because i want to play it but i'm waiting until i finish up a bunch of other things before i actually you know crack that barrel open um mm. i also still haven't popped onto overwatch since Doomfist went live so i need to check that out as well but uh that sounds like we've hit the end of the podcast so that's all for us um we will be back with some more podcasting. We're we're out of imminent conventions that podcasters are attending uh, that are Transformers related. TJ, however, has an imminent convention, so really the train never ends. Um, hope you have fun. Well, it's called con season for a reason. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. This one's going to be different. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Well, uh, also happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Saving that one for the end. Uh, but yeah we'll be back with some more Transformers talk Um, we have suddenly a really big pile of listener questions so hey fingers crossed news slows down and we can just really tuck into some more of those now that I've said it like Weibo is going to just leak the next three years of Transformers toys but you can thank me later anyway until then thank you for listening thanks for joining us and we will talk to you later Arrivederci
what the f*** it means, but you got some badass perpetrators now here to stay.